Bam, we're live. Good morning, Barry. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, Fergie. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Philip. Good morning. Good morning, California Hormones. Good morning, Paper Street Coffee. Good morning, Trish. Good morning, Chris. It's like that show Romper Room. I like saying good morning to all you guys. Paulina, good morning. Good morning. Fergie, good morning. Tyler, good morning. Eaton Beaver, good morning. Bruce Wayne, hi. Good morning again. Travis B. Vindicate. Get your CEO shirt. God, more and more CEO shirts. I'm uh, seeing them on um, Instagram. Uh, I may look different to you today because I um, I have this uh, ring light. And uh, Hiller had told me off air that it actually doesn't do anything. Like he's, he's seen it when I, I'm, he's talked to me when it's on and he's talked to me when it's off and uh, he's like, Hey dude, there's no difference. So I just turned it up like full blast. I don't know. Full blast might not be the right word, but I, I cranked it up and uh, I, I think I look different, a, a brighter. Um, so there we go. Wow. I'm looking at the, uh, the seven podcast cell phone. It's like crazy how many messages and. Um, and texts actually come in. I've never looked at these. Uh, wow. Okay, it's interesting. Uh, here's one, Sevi. I don't comment ever, but I saved the live call-in number. Uh, are you podcasting at all this week? Oh, that this must have been old. This must be from the YouTube. We were off of YouTube. Oh, crazy. Um, we love hearing from you, Sevi. Okay, thank you. I DM'd you, Sevon, with a workout. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, there's shitloads of texts on here. Okay. I have to check this more often. Or not. Uh, good morning. I have uh, shared the phone number, the live calling phone number, with my homie, uh, Mr. Greg Glassman. So he may be uh, coming on today. I know there were two sco- shows scheduled this morning. Um that was just uh, an error on our part. I think one of them got uh, pulled down. Uh, 44 today, Sevy. Looking forward to a good show. Good morning, uh, Patrick Anderson. Happy birthday, dude. 44. That's good. Solid age. Solid, solid age. Siren uh, Wall. Tried to watch the disc golf today, but couldn't really uh, see it in action. You know, I think that it would look uh, crazy better if uh, we didn't do that show live, because when we do it live, um, that's when we, we get all that stuttering on the, uh, on the video, Jordan Gravatt, uh, tattooed media. Hey, good morning, Jordan. Good to see you, dude. Uh, Jordan and I worked at, um, CrossFit for many, 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 many years together in the media department. Crazy. Good to see you, dude. Uh, Jody Lynn. Good morning. The burpee dude. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Good morning. Barry McCockner. Or we can remove disc golf altogether. No issue here. God, you're so easy. You're so, all, all of you are so easy. You were willing to give up the great Frisbee golf show. How kind of you. Oh, yeah, that would make the show better. Uh, Jethro uh, Cardona, uh, um, he, he uses bad words like my little kid. What's up, dick bitches? Like, you can, the, it, that, that doesn't work. What are you, four? Dick bitches, what's up, dick bitches? It's okay. Uh, using uh, profanity is an art, and there's no shame in 
uh, at 62, not having mastered the art like me. Um, you should replace it with pro tag. Hey, it's whatever uh, Brian wants. Listen, it's whatever Brian wants. No, my my kids don't. Oh, I haven't heard my kids say dick bitches, but I I wouldn't be surprised if I did um, hear them. There it is. Now the show can start. Here we go. Sevon, looking good this morning. David Weed, hi, how are you? Good morning. You want to play that game, huh, David? You want to play that game, huh? I am, um, uh, I, uh, yeah, you want to play that game, huh? Here we go. How about this? We start the show with this this morning. This is a um, candid, in the wild uh, video of a uh, man who is uh, experiencing Dylan Mulvaney for the first time. Here we go, action. You ready for me? Great. I'm Dylan Mulvaney. My pronouns are she, they. How about that? How about that? Hi there. Oh, you ready for me? Great. I'm Dylan Mulvaney. My pronouns are she, they. I do not condone violence. I do not condone violence. I don't even know if that was violence. Sevon, you are truly looking like the guy at the park whose sack falls out of his shorts while doing yoga. I don't know. I, that, that's, uh, that is not true. Uh, Seema Beaver. Well, yes, please. I'd love to. Uh, Jets mastered the only uh, two sexes. Dick Bitches is excellent. Jets mastered. Jets mastered. Jets mastered. Jets mastered. Oh, Jethro. Got it. I knew eventually it would come to me. Jethro's mastered uh, the only two sexes. Dick bitches is excellent. Okay. All right. I see it. I see what you did. All right. Um, Heidi, sadly, that triggered me. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's just an incredible... Uh, no, it, it is a... I, it, Hi there. Oh, you ready for me? Great. I'm Dylan Mulvaney. My pronouns are she, they. And that's it. Dude, that's a crazy punch. That's a crazy punch. I, I I wouldn't have thought that that would be possible to do that. He actually he he kind of folds that computer up a little bit. Anyway, uh, some pe he, he's triggered. He's 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 uh, that's uh, that's for David. That's the that's for David. I thought I thought I thought, I thought David would like that. My goodness. Holy cow. But please be clear. I do not uh, condone uh, violence in any way. Uh, you guys know I am a huge fan of accents. A couple days ago, the last live-in show, we focused in on um, some Asian accents. And uh, those are nice. And uh, you guys know I'm a huge fan of the uh, English accent. Um, and some of those people, they, the, that island that's by um, England. What's the other little island? The starts with an I. Ireland. Sometimes you talk to those people, you can't even understand what they're saying. Uh, so, um, the, the, anyway, anyway, here is um, here's another accent that is. Oh, here we go. We won't be doing any accents. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm good. Do you do any accents, Greg? <laughs> did you have, did you, uh, do you do any do you have any like can you do an indian guy or a mexican guy you know or? what i think i think i've nailed a uh 
a guy of white guy of excess privilege uh, raised in the suburbs in the seventies accent. I think I got that fucking just hammered. Fair enough. <laughs> fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. I um I when I was a little kid I would do an so, like the performing arts aren't my thing. I got that out of my system gymnastics, you know? Oh and, uh, if I if I have to stand in front of a crowd I can pop. But beyond that, you know, I like I watch people dance and I'm like, man, I that's why I don't dance. Look at them. I I'm easily embarrassed by other people and and uh faking accents and shit. That's just not my thing. Um, do you, do you like it? Did you like uh, what what was the guy's name uh, when we were younger? He was huge. Um, something little. Oh, what was that guy's name? Rich Little. Rich Little. Did you like him as a kid? All the crazy accents he could do. Yeah, he was amazing. Amazing. I, I, I actually, to... my father took me to see him. Hughes had him out for an event when I was a kid. They brought him to the huge Hughes Management Club, and I got to see Rich Little. My dad was a fan. Yeah, now they bring out um, uh, Colin Kaepernick to speak at events like that. But when you were younger, they brought out oh, Rich I, Little. You know what? I don't. I don't <laughs> mind listening to him. Um, he's not. He's not. He's not bothersome. He's interesting. Who? Colin Kaepernick? Yeah. 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 Oh, he. Yeah. I think he's batshit crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But I. You know. But listen. I like listening to Kamala Harris. I'm like. I think I've heard every speech she's ever done. I get fucking crazy joy out of that. I. I. Th- I guess I understand that. I mean, it's, listen, I mean, you got to ask yourself, how could someone be that obviously fucking stupid and nobody seems to notice? Uh, I, I think that the people, Look, they will... illiteracy, illiteracy doesn't make you stupid. Um, a, a, a lack of awareness of events doesn't make you stupid. What she has is genuine stupidity. Listen to her on 10 diagrams. Holy cow. I, yeah, I could listen to that all day long. I, you know, I, I would be happy with her as president unless they did never let her get on TV. But I would just I could just listen to that. You think she has any chance of getting elected? Exactly. Oh, elected. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think uh, I think the Republicans put Trump up there and there's a reasonable chance that he'll be beaten. And I think Joe's on his last legs. Hey, um, do you think something is I was thinking the other day that. And maybe this is just arrogant on my part, but it's crazy that that people I know and love who are closely uh, dear dear to me and close to me don't um, have even an iota of understanding of what I believe that something's wrong with Joe. Like I think Joe has like dementia or Alzheimer's. Do you think that? Yeah, you know. Um, I mean that seriously. I'm not. I'm to, not trying to take yeah, shots to at support, him. Support. No one's. No one's supporting. Joe and or and nor are those concepts. I don't think anyone really believes in any of that shit. Um, I think that these are people that don't think about politics, but react and take a stand. It's kind of like I was trying to explain that people are people. People hold uh, leftist, Marxist, socialist, uh, woke notions. They they hold them because they feel it confers upon them something that they're otherwise lacking, and it's kind of a fashion thing. So it's like a, it's like a guy that wears Hawaiian shirts. Oh, nothing but Hawaiian shirts. You're not gonna. It's not an intellectual thing. That isn't. That isn't a conclusion someone comes to. It's a way they feel when they look in the mirror with that fucking Hawaiian shirt on, and what they think is, oh, I look good now. Look at me. It doesn't matter if anyone else sees it or not. But the fact is, there's a lot of people that are. And I'm not anti-Hawaiian shirt. Please, Hawaiian, don't send me. Um, but it's it's a fashion thing for them. And it's not amenable to discussion or logic or, or, or reason. 
at all. It's, you're not going to go there. And so you're not going to talk someone out of Hawaiian church. You tell them, hey, you look like an idiot. They're not, they don't believe that. They just look in the mirror. They're looking pretty good. They're looking pretty good. And so it's a feel-good thing. And it's virtue signaling. we got a lot of names for it, but you know it. It's not a, it's not amenable to discussion. What what do you think? Um, uh, what do you think could change someone from being uh, having this notion? And and I hear this a lot. Is just like, hey, I just don't like Trump. To maybe red to to red pilling them and then getting them to think, how how, how is that a defense on what's going on on the left? Well, you know, I listen. I'm a I'm a I have never liked Trump. I still don't like him. Um, first time he ran against Hillary, I had waited my whole life to vote against Hillary Clinton. And I couldn't do it because he ran that fucking guy. And, and, and also, I didn't think he had a snowball chance in hell. And so I wasn't going to throw away a vote. And, you know, I mean, just, I didn't want to vote for something I didn't like. I wanted to have him lose, right? Sure. And, uh, and I also thought that the notion of deep state was probably nonsense. And what I got to learn under him is not only do we have deep state, we got deep health. How do you like that? Yeah, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, uh, let me give you a little background. I mean, I, you and I, we've long been Howard Stern fans. Long, yes. but several decades. Past, past. And no only no longer for me. That, me neither. There were a couple of things that would get me to change the station, and it was just pretty clear what that was. One is the scatological humor. I, something's wrong with me. Fart, piss, and shit just aren't funny to me. You don't okay? like poop humor. Fe- um, fecal humor is not your thing. I would, scatological humor doesn't isn't funny to me, and okay. I don't, I don't, I don't have disdain for people, but it's like I, when people make jokes about fart, shit, and piss, I think of farting, shitting, and pissing, and it's not, it's not, it's not something I enjoy. So I would change the station. There's only so much of that I can handle. Right. With fart man, I was good for one fart and I'm gone. Or they say, here's a fart man, I'd go back to lithium or something. Right. Right. And, uh, and, and the, but the other thing was Howard Stern's most frequent guest. And that was Donald Trump. And I thought his lack of intelligence was abundantly clear. I thought his uh, uh, oversized ego was abundantly clear. Uh, I thought his inability to tell the truth about almost anything was abundantly clear. And uh, so I, I would change the station. So too much piss, shit, and farting, and and any Donald Trump, and I'm gone. And now what, what is he running against the, the woman that I thought was horrible for the country well you run through that first term and if i evaluate the guy not not you know his tweets and anyone is you know forget the 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 tweeting what i was looking at is uh is uh, uh, uh appointments positions policies and in that sense he was he, he worked for me and so next time he comes around um easy vote to do you just got to hold your nose and, and make that mark and leave, right? And that requires a certain amount of sophistication. What you have to do is put your personal preferences, maybe even issues of character. Uh, uh, I don't want to belabor the point too much, but you put those things aside and you ask what's good for the country. And the truth is that against this, this uh, Marxist woke nonsense that brought Biden is, I don't even think he's a break. I think, I think someone's in control of the guy. But, uh, but the positions that he is supporting and 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 um, are anathema to everything that I believe in, and that made this country great and the best place in the world to live. 
including on, on the subject of race. We could get into the, the DEI nonsense later, which I find to be highly unethical, racist, uh, so many problems with it. I, I, I don't know where to start. But uh, it's a hard thing to, to look around that and vote for someone. But I tell you what, I'd vote for Scott Peterson over Biden right now. You know who Scott Peterson is? Yeah, the so guy. His wife and kid, and he's sitting in he's sitting in prison forever where he belongs. I'd rather he be president than Joe Biden. Uh, um. So, so there's something about uh, Trump's uh, demeanor or posture. Uh, uh, not demeanor, not posture. No, it's the fact that he's that he's 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 not very smart. Um, he's got an out of control ego, and he's uh, inveterate liar. That's that's what what bothers me. I'm not even impressed with his business record, but that happened long before um, before he became president. What you what, what was the word you used? Inveterate, inveterate liar. Yeah, inveterate. Yeah. Having yeah. a particular habit, activity, or interest. Oh, okay, long established, it's unlikely to change. Deeply ingrained in him. It's his it's his natural thing to tell a big fucking lie. But. Uh, on the other side, his appointees and the people he he puts uh, in power around him, um, uh, you 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 do approve of that? I think his basic instincts are hostile to socialism, and I think he's put, uh, put people around him that share those views. Uh, I I like Pompeo. Right. Right. For instance. Uh, Richard uh, Brazda, so excited to hear what Greg has to say today. Bring a broken science meeting uh, to Nashville. That is, you know, a- let's see how this goes. June third on the ranch. Um, it feels right to me. Uh, you know, I was really impressed with the CrossFitters that came to Hillsdale College, and I'm comfortable speaking with uh, the overwhelming majority of the of that community. We have a lot in common. And uh, let's see if I you know, listen. If I don't have any fun on the third, um, there won't be another one. But this this is looking good for me. I mean, we got the mariachis lined up. We got the uh, the taco guy coming, and uh, I know what I want to talk about. I simplified the the message, so I think that I can explain to any man, not every man, but any man. It's probably worth talking about it sometime. My notion of any man. You have to be sitting there willing to listen, right? That's 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 a rare thing. But I think those people exist in the CrossFit community, and I'm I'm ready to present to them. And if it's as fun as it feels in anticipation, I would do these regularly. Um, that's my hope. I mean, I'm really hopeful that. I mean, it doesn't sound all iffy on it, but I don't want to promise anything, and I'm not going to schedule another one until I, man, that was cool. I got to have that sense of this one. Um, those 101s we did, and the soda tour was that way, and. The soda tour was really effective. I mean, by the by the fourth of six stops, I was being sued by the NSDA for calling them soda whores. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I remember. And that was a that was a remarkably fruitful effort. They sued me. They sued me for calling them soda whores. And it was funny because my attorneys were saying, "Well, wait, what is he? What is he? We don't even know what he means by a whore." And I was like, "Ah, I'm glad to explain that. Don't, don't worry, that's not a problem." But uh, it's we then, because they sued me and Russ Green and CrossFit, it made made it so that we could uh, 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 go through discovery. And what we asked for was emails between them and, and uh, between the NSDA and, and Soda. 
And they said that we're done. We produced some. And the judge says, okay, you caught lying, just like you did in the federal case. And so what we're going to do now is uh, have a forensic uh, examination of your servers. And it turns out not only it was it a lie that they didn't have correspondence with Soda, but there's, I think it was 1.3 million uh, points of interaction with them in Soda, including, including the NSCA asking their friends at Gatorade to stick the Pepsi lawyers on these assholes. And so, and so th- that was a, one of the great all-time legal blunders. They ended up dropping the case, by the way, um, <laughs> because of the 1.2 million emails. But uh, I don't know, where am I going? I I, I, I do want to say this to anyone who's listening. He, the the difference between when Greg talks and then when someone who's woke talks is when someone who woke talks, you don't, you're just finding one thing to hold on to. Greg just told the story that was so dense with information and there's so much shit to unpack. There's one really fucking crazy component in that story that always blows me away. And let me see if I can repeat it. Um, Greg basically was, uh, they were in a law, NSCA and CrossFit were in a lawsuit already and when yep. greg called them soda whores they t- and, and that was a federal case or a state case greg um they sued me in, the, in california we were in federal court in san diego we ended up in state court in san diego and they made this crazy assumption that the federal judge wouldn't have any awareness of what was happening in the state case and vice versa and boy that played out exactly wrong and so they had been uh judged in an inference sanctions the nsca by the federal judge as being perjurers, named them by name, said that the conduct was the most egregious she'd seen in 25 years on the bench. Then we got to the state court and they started lying again. And it quickly was revealed that one of the people being deposed in the state case admitted to lying in the federal case. And so she is on her next appearance, pronounced them perjurers. And uh, which is incredible. I mean, that's a, that's a claim by a federal judge of, of felonious behavior. And, uh, uh, but, but anyway, uh, that was a blunder. And I don't even know why we were talking about that. What's crazy about that case is they, there's tons of things, but they, Greg sued them. They thought that they would fucking, uh, get tough and puffy chested and sued Greg and Russ green. And basically the testimony started conflicting and they, in one, in one of the cases, they said that certain things didn't exist and yet they actually presented them in other cases document in the other case, the documents. And at that point, the two judges spoke and Greg's lawyer had put it together and the whole thing unraveled for them. Right. I mean, they spoke or their, or their clerk spoke or they were followed by native interest. We were never apprised this is the mechanism of, of realization, but it was made clear when we got to court that she knew that uh, I think it was Sinea that their head of uh, certification admitted in the state court to having lied to her in the federal case, right around the corner. And so, yeah. And and what was interesting there is they dropped the case fast as they could um, because the email showed up at Ernst Young. They're the ones that did the forensic evaluation. And, uh, uh, how did we learn of the of the case being dropped? We learned from Lanny Davis, a Clinton attorney, Clinton Foundation attorney. You look him up; this scumbag of a, this, uh, someone from from one of the magazines called him a manure in a suit. Yeah, sludge, but, uh, right? It, right, like horse sludge uh, in a suit. Yeah, an unbelievable lawyer. It's uh, just look him up. But we found out from Lanny Davis, and he called up and he goes, "I don't represent the NSCA." or anyone else involved in the case, but I'm friends with people in the case. And we couldn't figure out uh, 
you know, why are you here? And he was here to settle the case for whom we don't know. I think you can surmise. I mean, look what's going on here. I've called them soda whores. They sued me. They said they had no correspondence with soda. It turned out they had 1.2, 1.3 million emails. Is that, is that a few, a lot? What do you call that? They had a few million. And so the case gets dropped. And who do I hear from? An attorney that works on a cash only $150,000 a month basis. Look, the NSCA didn't have the money to hire this guy. And to believe that Lanny Davis is friends with someone at, uh, at uh, the NSCA is a laughable notion to me. I've met those guys. They don't hang out with that kind of person. But right. uh, when Lanny met with my attorneys in New York, with uh, my wife and Watkins attorney, he threatened me. And he said that he didn't think the settlement was going to be worth more north of a, his, his work, north of $100 million. And I was like, wow, first time we'd ever heard a price tag on it. But we weren't, we weren't looking for money. I made clear to the courts, to my attorneys, to anyone that listened, that the currency of victory in this case is white. That only the truth can, can rectify what they have done, tried to do to my affiliates. The currency of victory is light. And we even got the judge to repeat that at one point. She was like, we made it clear that's what we wanted. And uh, uh, it, so now I've, got a, now I've got an attorney of unknown origins and considerable fame trying to settle this thing. But what he said is if there's an easy way and a hard way to do this thing. And my attorney, um, Blair, is a uh, first name. Oh, said, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a New York Irish guy. That sounds like a threat. And, uh, and he says, oh, no, 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 you're a litigator. You know how it is. You can be these kids drawn out. So I go, Blair, what was it? He goes, oh, it was a threat. <laughs> yeah, you'd be threatened. And so I chose the hard way. And I think that played no small role in where we're all at today, especially me. But uh, in terms of my involvement in that case and and the settlement, and the sale, and all that. I got, I got a great outcome. Hey, um, the judge. I, I, I found myself nudged to a position that was better than what I was able to engineer for myself and my family. How do you like that? Yeah, that's nice. So I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna die at the pulpit. You know, I was right. gonna defend this thing to my last breath. And uh, at the point that it became clear that the community was less interested in me doing that. Um, you know, I mean, look, I, let's just talk about a little history. I had Julie Fouché crying, telling me she'd, she'd get me $25 million for the company. And, it, and I'm, I'm, I've got to find that recording. I've got to find that recording. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was epic. Epic. Hey, Wonderfully hey. and sincere. The tears were motivated by some kind of guilt, I suspect, but who knows? Hey, Greg, the 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 judge basically said I forget what this is called, but the judge basically um, said that, hey, when this goes to trial, uh, the jury will not be deciding whether the NSCA is guilty or not, which is kind of unheard of. What the, the jury will be deciding is uh, what the uh, damages are and what the payout is. And could you explain that and then also explain how you said yeah, you, we, you stopped it? And you're like, to- no, we're not done with the case yet. And the judge is like, you won already. And you're like, no, nah, we're not done. I don't know about that part, but listen, we, we asked her to dismiss the case because it's obviously it's obvious they were lying and had lied. And there was all multiple, this is all public record too, by the way. Anyone with the interest can look this shit up. And I, I think we may even have it on the broken science page because it is, it is a, an instance 
of scientific misconduct, museum-grade specimen of scientific misconduct preserved in a giant jar of fucking formaldehyde for all the world to see forever. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing, including Dr. Mariam, the PhD, JD, uh, world's preeminent bioethicist, including her evaluation of the whole thing. Stunning. Um, but uh, we asked her to dismiss the case, and she came back and she says, no, I'm not going to dismiss it. And I'm like, ah. She goes, so here's what I am going to do. In, in, uh, in adverse inference sanctions, she awarded us that they faked the study, that they lied about it, that the science was fraudulent, that they perjured themselves, that they intended to do harm, that it did do harm, that they disseminated this material in the form of their journal across state lines. I mean, everything we fucking wanted to prove in front of a jury she gave to us, and this would be the jury's instructions on the start of the trial. So my attorneys go, there's only one thing left, and that's damages. So, so we were handed a victory without a dismissal. And, and the truth is, it took us all of a half hour to realize we got something way better than a dismissal. Way better. We got something consistent with the currency of victory's life. She, 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 is it is a pretrial inference sanction gave us everything I wanted to say and show about them. And all we were going to do is go to court and figure out what they would do to pay us. And I had told my attorney, if you give me $300 million, but I got to keep my mouth shut, we lost. If I get $5, we get to talk about this case. We won. And what happened with the new ownership? They, they settled in silence, in secrecy. And so they lost the case by my standards, by my standards. And, and, and that's what I was referencing when I said that the judge, you weren't, you weren't ready to settle the case even though you won. You wanted to dig more and get more of the truth. So I was, I was ready to settle the case. Oh, you the, were. But that settlement was going to include a recap of what happened. And we were going to, you know, I mean, we were, we were doing that in 2020. We were running on the website. It, 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 by that time, by 2020, by 2020, um, the number of people that had the uh, uh, interest and the capacity to to pay attention to this thing is probably five percent of the community. But uh, no, it was a, it was it went it was going swimmingly well, and all that remained to be done was to final put the final stamp on the case, and then it was time to make a movie about this damn thing. Because what we were able to show is that the twin pillars of academic uh, sports medicine and and uh, uh, fitness. It's the twin pillars of bullshit fraud. Absolutely. NSCA and the ACSM. And by the way, they're still soda whores. And how did I come up with that? How did I come up with that? Well, they were spending money in on anti-CrossFit efforts. Look, 23, 24 instances of, uh, of uh, uh, legislation in, 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 in both houses of 11 or 12 states over a decade. Um, that were designed to criminalize CrossFit uh, training exactly as it, it, it didn't pass, but each year it got closer and closer and closer. And like I, we use the pedestal organization. I know what it costs to, to lobby something like that. And so someone had a smooth hundred million dollars to spend over a decade to target CrossFit. And the, the perfect instance of that was the very, bit of legislation that did make it through in the district of, of, uh, of Columbia in DC. And in fact, we were able, uh, with, uh, uh some wonderful guidance in a, uh, through the 
through the Podesta organization, and more importantly, through the support of, I think it was 23 affiliates in the D.C. area, we were able to steamroll that thing back and get it undone. And the Wall Street Journal, I think it was on the day that, uh, that uh, I forget, the Israeli prime minister was killed, but it was interesting because it kind of seemed to push things in the headlines. But uh, Wall Street Journal said it was only the sixth or seventh time in the history of occupational licensure that a bill had been reversed. And two or three of those cases had subsequently been uh, uh, implemented again. But it was a, it was a it was in a DC or in the, in the effort. United States when you say implemented again. In, in, in the United States, there's uh, there were there were some occupational licenses that got reversed and then reinstated. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that occupational licensure, no one's licensing occupations to improve anyone's safety, health, any of that kind. It's not done for that. Uh, uh, that kind of a, a regulatory capture. Um, it's all about regulatory capture. People, people, occupational licensure is done to protect, to protect uh, vested interests. And they were, the NSCA and the ACSM were the vested interests. Uh, Greg, I'm going to, I'm going to read some comments here. Uh, um, the people are, uh, when you come on the show, people start throwing money at me. It's, it's fun. Uh, Marco Calderon, uh, Greg is our good looking version of Yoda. Um, Greg, uh, in Stockton, California is home of uh, Justin Medeiros, or maybe it's Lodi, Lodi, California. That's the two times CrossFit Games champion. His mom just commented in the comments, Greg, I'll see you at the ranch. Uh, Justin's a gr- have, have you ever met Justin, Greg? Which Justin? Justin Medeiros, the current CrossFit Games champion. I don't think, I don't believe I have. Okay. Well, his, it sounds like his mom and dad are coming down to the ranch. He is a great kid, dude. He, um, I love this story of him in high school. He went one and 49 in his first wrestling, uh, 50 wrestling matches, lost, uh, 49 of them and, 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 and stuck with it. Yeah. Good. That's signs of a good mom and dad, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, really cool. Trish, uh, uh, in the comments, Greg, you said that there are battles we can't win, uh, but we can inoculate uh-huh. anyone. Is there a universal experience that leads a person to desire for inoculation, loss, fear, competition? By the way, Greg, I love you. Uh, Trish. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you, Trish. I don't know if I can give good answer to that. But, but let, me, let me talk about, you know, not, not winning a war but fighting the good fight. Uh, I was often – it was often suggested to me, often by academics that had become allies, I was presented on the regular with plans to change the world that, that man, we're going to, everyone's going to be fit and they're going to quit eating sugar and, and we're going to win. We're on the path. And I, I never, I never felt that. I never, I never sensed that. And if I'd been asked to bet on whether we were going to be successful in getting the whole world to cross it, I'd say, hell no. Um, but you know, for me, it's kind of like you're standing on a corner and there's a, sweet old lady in front of you holding a bag of kitty litter. That's always my old lady example because I use that to educate doctors on, on the deadlift and the, and the press and all that kind of stuff. Remember the thing was no one should be deadlifting. I go, okay, but lady by some cat litter goes up the stairs, wants to unlock the door. She wants to put the kitty litter down, unlock the door, and pick it back up. You tell me that's not cool. You know what? That's good. I go, well, that's a deadlift. It's, but anyways, I got this, this old lady, my, my proverbial old lady with the kitty litter standing on the corner. And she steps off as the bus is coming, and I grab her. Why? 
to save all old ladies on corners everywhere? No, no, it's not that. It's that it's not it's not everyone. It's anyone. And you got someone right in front of you. Take care of them. And I approach fitness that way. Um, what I can do is, if you'll listen, uh, if you'll try, and if you'll come back. We can have together, I can be a docent to your experience, to you having a, a wonderful transformation. And you just have to have faith in me and yourself long enough to, to just show up for a few weeks and let's see what happens. And what happened is that N of one was writ large to an N of one times, what, a million, a million and a half. And that's as good, I think, as victories get. And that is something you want to hold on to. And that is the thing that there's a, there's a reasonable chance of losing. I'm seeing the bad sliding on nutrition. Um, Low-fat low diets are being promulgated, touted in my news feed. It's just like every fucking day. I'm seeing it again, like it's, like it's all over again. We're going through this all over again. And what's happened is the food and beverage industry is very comfortable right now. Because it's a great time to pull, pass off any kind of horseshit. Great time. You got, you know, uh, fraudulent Alzheimer's research. I mean, all this shit. Uh, Aducanumab, the uh, Alzheimer's drug. Look at that train wreck. And that, how could this have happened uh, right under our right under our noses? Well, it's a good time. The, 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 the intellectual uh, chaos is everywhere. And it's a great time to pass that stuff on. But I don't, it's like with the broken science, are we going to fix broken science? Fuck no. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. It's way too profitable, way too entrenched. And what they've got is a, 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 the multitudes um, talking about shit like believing in the science. Can you imagine that? The science. Suppose they told you, ah, that's not good. The religion says you don't do that. You know? But the one's even bad. And I, by the way, I, that's, a, that's a, a Matt Briggs observation. I was embarrassed that I hadn't noticed it too. But you don't, once someone tells you about it, you're going to be hearing a lot about the science. Uh, Greg, um, so uh, I, I want to switch subjects here real quick. Um, do you remember you remember the morning chalk up, right? And Justin LaFranco, those guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, something's happened over there. Are you? He's the guy. He's the guy that said we had four thousand uh, affiliates leave or something, right? Because of me. I, I don't recall, but I'm not. I am not a yeah. fan. I am not a fan. Um, but was- but I think something has happened over there. He has kind of vanished from the scene. Um, are you are you up to speed on anything uh, that's good that's going on over there? What what no, happened? No, I haven't heard. I haven't even heard Morning Chalk up mentioned in a long time. Okay, because they had all their all, all their pe- like you know five or six of their people left. The the few people that are over there left now. Uh, one of them especially, I've um you know made acquaintances with, maybe even a little bit more, and 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 I like them now. I'm just trying to figure out exactly what's going on over there. There was a gal over there. I don't remember her name, but Emily uh, contacted her, made friends with her, and she came to the Broken Science event. Oh yeah, that was that was uh, Lauren. Yeah, since then that girl's left. Okay. So so that that girl split. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I was just wondering if you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what the what the morning chalk up is. It seems like kind of this. Um, Quango, you know, quasi quasi non governmental organization. They feel like a. In, in terms of the relationship to CrossFit, I, I don't I don't know that that's not the uh, the mouthpiece end of CrossFit or not. Um, right. The 
it, I, I have, I, I would be surprised if a uh, token monetary contribution um, didn't inoculate uh, the mothership from ever having anything reported negative again. I don't, I don't know that, you know, that would, that would make sense to me. I, 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 I had, suspe I had well. suspected that there was something, there was a guy over there and I think you met him also, oh, uh, Andrew Weinstein that was working closely with Justin. There was definitely some shenanigans going on. I don't know what they were, but I had suspected that they had bought some ad space over there that was somehow making it that uh, Morning Chalk Up had, had bent the knee to CrossFit as well. But I, I have no yeah. proof of that, but I had suspected it. Uh, J.R. Howell, the owner of... I want to be, be careful about about uh, about CrossFit and what I say, and it, and it, it has nothing to do with... Uh, with uh, anything that limits me legally, it's that um, they they the the company is on a course of their own choosing, and um, I, I'm I have some some thoughts about that path, and it's uh, I would be lying if I didn't say I wasn't amused at the direction. And I would like the uh, eventuality to speak to itself without me being a factor. And so, um, you know, look, you drive in the bus and everyone's telling you, you suck. You don't know how to drive a fucking bus. And so you find out, okay, fuck you, you drive it. And if that person is to take the bus and run it into a crowd of people and into a building, there's no one that wouldn't find it on some level, a little satisfaction there. And what I don't want to do is be seen as wrestling for the wheel as the new driver who thought my driving was so fucking bad takes it into the building. Because you'll say I did it, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you've yeah. seen that so video. It is, it is what it is. It is what it is. Right. And the community got the the, the leadership and the, and the direction that the vocal... Uh, the vocal element in the community wanted, and so here it is. And that you got, you got a, you got, you got a new, uh, a new way of doing things. Enjoy it. Uh, um, it reminds me of that and comedian I'm speaking primarily to games athletes and everyone except those in the business. You know, sure. and what was the business? I mean, the guys like, like poor fucking Tommy Marquez and and Sean. They don't. They didn't realize that. You know, I had look. I had, I had a, uh, a uh, Frazier go on uh, Rogan and, and I, I didn't listen to it, but I was told that Rogan couldn't believe that, that uh, Frazier <laughs> had made me all this fucking money. And I didn't even say hi to him. And what and it's amazing. What Matt and Joe didn't realize is that I spent $25 million a year of my own fucking money so that Matt could make a million dollars a year. Do you know how easy it is for me to make you a million dollars? If I give someone twenty five million, uh, there was uh, there. It, it, was, that was un un the unfortunately, it was more it tragic was than that. It was more yeah, tragic than is. that. His interview. He basically uh, he, he wounded all the affiliates. He took a, a subtle jab when he could have uplifted them. It, it was very disappointing. Yeah, he's a he. It's it, it, it's pretty clear where his capacities are and where they aren't. And he said he, he was, was nervous. Defeated. In his defense, he said he was nervous. Uh, yeah, I, it's, it, yeah, I get that. <laughs> I get that. He makes me nervous. 
Um, he, was, he, was, he was the fittest guy in the world, you know, and what comes with that? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing of value, nothing of importance. You have to parlay it into something. Well, that's right. You know, being an athlete is an opportunity to make a difference that matters. And you fucking being a, a 500 par golfer is not making a difference. You know? Right. And look, when a professional athlete, you're playing a fucking game for a living. Dude. You're, you're worthless until, until you use that to inspire, create, nurture something of lasting value in others, particularly children, especially values, character. I've maintained, always, I wrote a thing, I had a column in the Santa Cruz Sentinel before I knew any of you. And uh, it was fun. it was really fun to do. I quit because I got angry with the Sentinel. They, they, this is you know kind of pre-internet, you know, '95. Not everyone was was wired. There were no iPhones. Way pre-internet. And the, yeah, and the, the the fucking newspaper didn't even have a dictionary in the building. I was like, are you kidding me? I and mean, there's no there's, there's no one has a dictionary. I couldn't believe that to be true. I still have trouble with it accepting that. But uh, I wrote up I wrote a, a column, and Emily has found these columns. It's, Pulled up from microfish. So pre-internet, it didn't get it didn't get interneted. But I wrote a thing that it was a talk about the transference effect. And my point is, is the physical province, that is what happens in the gym, is the easiest place to to impart and receive more important messages. And so the intuitiveness, the commitment, the suffering, the the sacrifice, the I can do one more. I got to get up. I got to go. I got to be there. This these translates readily into values that are kind of patterns, paradigms for success in any venture, especially around character. And so until you do that, I just, I don't, I don't know why you're here. Um, do you, do you remember compare, the- compare a LeBron James to a David Robinson? And I don't even care about basketball, but I know enough about basketball to know who David Robinson is. Look it up. Look, just look up, look at the two. And, and look at how they've conducted themselves. Right, right, right. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still pissed at LeBron for for uh, publishing the name and picture of that cop in the in the uh, oh, Columbus, Ohio shooting. He's yeah, a scumbag. Do the, do the research there. Yeah, it was a, a threat to, to every cop in the United States. Why do you think that and, people keep watching basketball after something like that happens? Like for me, it's so. Oh, I watched. I watched last night. I you know. And, uh, why? Why support? Why support the NBA when it when it's just openly fucking hostile and uh, to people like that? When it just gets a corrupt yeah, I, woke organization, why support them? I lose myself in the moments of extraordinary athleticism. I'm I'm given naturally to sport and competition, but the truth is, I I follow the Lakers um, in my in my disdain for LeBron James and ah. the things that he has done and said that are fundamentally indecent. That's my issue. And so, in fact, I've been talking with people about it. I would like to see a organization that gives uh, teams a kind of a, a, a decency score. Like, you know, hey, we're not rooting for your team because uh, four of your starters are felons. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I, I got a problem with that, right? You got people playing football that hurt people at night in bars at 2 a.m. Uh, Steph Curry, who's woke as fuck, is building a $30 million home in Atherton, and he doesn't want any uh, poor people anywhere near him. And he's trying to pass laws in the cities to keep it that way. And he says it's for the safety of his family. 
Yeah, and someone's gonna turn around and say Greg's building a thirty million dollar home in Scottsdale. He goes, "Well, I'm poor." You know, I like I. That's yeah, but you're not woke as fuck. But you're not woke as fuck. You're not. You're not doing needle exchange in um, San Francisco as long as it's out of your neighborhood. He is. Yeah, Uh, I. No, no one, no one wants homeless people in their neighborhood. I'm not against him for that. I'm against him for the uh, the hypocrisy that it's okay. It's okay in the other neighborhoods, just not in his neighborhoods, because he has kids and he's worried about them. You, you want? I, I have a I have a basketball. Uh, there's there's a there's a player. He's gone now, but he's, he's a legend in my mind. That's uh, in his Cantor Freedom. What's his name? You know, he was the Celtic center. In his cancer, now he changed his name to Freedom after he got his citizenship. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The giant, the giant Turkish the guy. The, the Turkish guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It turns out not only was this guy good enough to play in the NBA, but he's bothered by uh, 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 organ harvesting of the unwilling. How yeah. do you, what do you think of that? He has a problem with slave labor, with right. the, the treatment of the of the Uyghur. Yeah, he's got a problem with it. Yeah, crazy. That's what values look like, huh? Seems like it to me. I'm bothered by by organ harvesting. I'm bothered by enslaving a Muslim population to process cobalt that was mined by by children in deplorable conversations. And I mean, that, yeah, that that bothers me. I still have an iPhone, but you know. And if you don't, if 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 uh, I would have an Android, if we could get rid of the green dot versus the blue dot problem. How I have to buy iPhones for people so that they can communicate with Remember that I had to get Dale Saren an iPhone so that he wouldn't goober up our, our uh, chat. I do remember that. And, and I think Marshall yeah. also, we, you had to get him an iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. All the lawyers, all the lawyers, you had to get them iPhones. Cause otherwise they're on a droid or a Blackberry of all things. And their, uh, uh, their, uh, chat comes up green instead of the iOS blue and it makes the setting of attachments and other things uh, super difficult. Do, do you remember about two years ago, there was a female comic. This is going back to what you were saying about just CrossFit. You know, you're, you're just sitting back watching the decisions of, of some of the, uh, the vocal, the vocal people in the community have made and where it's got them. Do you remember this comedian two years ago? It was a female. She was wearing really tight pants and high heels. And she's like, basically like, fuck Jesus and fuck you people who are anti-vax. I've just took my fourth booster. God can't do shit to me. I need science. And then she passed out on the stage and banged her head off the ground. Do you remember that? Just in real time? Yeah. You, you, I mean, that shit's crazy. And people thought she was joking and she wasn't. It's kind of like... uh. Yeah, it's um, um, those are those are the kind of things that you uh, maybe you are seeing in slow motion uh, with CrossFit. Uh, Jr. Howell, uh, the owner of CrossFit Crash, a huge fan of yours, Greg. Uh, He's a friend of mine, Uh, great asset to the community. Uh, He says hello to you. Tom, everyone in this ch- chat, uh, Greg has changed our lives because of how he thinks. Please keep going and staying public, Greg. Well, thank you. And you you can find me from the safe haven of my broken science effort. I think I explained this last time we came on, but you know what? I I'm, I was in this fitness community training at Gold's Gym, and I thought it was interesting that no one thought that old ladies that are having trouble getting up and down out of their chair 
might have some benefit to squatting. Um, the uh, uh, ever-increasing uh, fascination with refined carbohydrates as a path to health had, had fully permeated the CDC and all of our all of our health organizations. Everything was all carbs all the time, and I, I, could, I couldn't make sense of it. And I, I honestly thought for a while there I was just smarter than everyone else. And so I went down that road, and what I learned through the NSCA, through the ATSM, that my the line was the discovery was that see all that's wrong is wrong on purpose. They're not stupid, but this is this is on purpose, and it doesn't matter. We point to the worst thing in medicine, and there's someone who's gone, oh, this is actually very good. And so, and so I I I, said, I red pilled hard on fitness, and came to see that part of the problem in fitness lies with the, 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 the health has the same damn problem. Medicine has the same problem. Public health has the same problem, especially public health, more so than even medicine, and which is also afflicted. And we had all these, what I call mesperts, experts on the mess, and a fascinating group of individuals with Zoe Harcom, uh, 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 Dr. Roche, uh, uh, Ravenskov, uh, Jason Fong, all these f- wonderful people, brilliant people, Malcolm Kendrick, Gauthier. Uh, Akeem Malhotra, uh, Peter Gauthier, and I'm going to leave someone out. Uh, I mentioned Zoe Harcom, I hope. Oh, who's but the lady who passed, people- the brilliant lady who passed, the blonde-haired lady? Uh, Sarah Halberg. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah, the medical director, I believe she was at Verda. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful person. Uh, Thomas Seafried. Thomas Seafried. I had a list of these people. We had 50 people out, and each of these people had something had something essential to offer. The I mean, essential in the bio. The, the Eads, Michael and Mary Dan, thank you. Um, there were a lot of them. But each of these people had something to offer. Oh, uh, like Tim Noakes, for God's sake, dear friend. But each of these people had something important to offer, essential even. And I and I want to use that in the in the in the biological sense of they had information that was vital to optimal performance of the organism. And yet the view was counter to the mainstream, not only counter, but but there was uh, media hostility to them. Look at the significant look long before any kind of canceling of me or others happened. We had uh, Malcolm Kendrick. Asim Malhotra and Zoe Harcomb delisted from Wikipedia. Think of that. That's crazy. Then I go to look at, That's yeah, crazy. Long before. But, long but, before. But Hitler's still on there, and so is uh, Osama bin Laden. And it's crazy. How the fuck does Zoe Harcomb get kicked off of Wikipedia? That is fucking um, nuts. I think it was the Daily Mail. I don't want to create problems. It was, if it wasn't the Mail, it was the Guardian. But the paper said that their impact, they likened it to being war criminals. To war criminals. So the like, Guardian wow, did that? I thought fair. the Guardian was a good good rag. Yeah, I, think it was the, I think it was the Daily Mail. I think it was the Mail. I mean, Zoe's doing the, God's work. How the fuck does Zoe get... I mean, she's just minding her own business over there, but, doing, but, but handling her business. They are... Those three, you listed from Wikipedia... Are if you listen to them, have more potency, more potential to positively impact people's health than anyone, anyone associated with government or the university, anyone. And here they are delisted. 
Um, it's kind of like it's kind of like Russian collusion. It's kind of like the fake uh, Hunter Biden laptop. Um, I mean, how many of these things are there now? These vast right wing conspiracies turn out in the end to be inconvenient truths. Thank you, Al Gore, for that wonderful bit of terminology. How, how, hey, how, 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 you know what? There's a whole it, bunch of, it? there's a whole bunch of misinformation, disinformation. I love malinformation. Malinformation is information that, while true, was designed to hurt. And I'm like, ah, this is the truth hurts. Is now you, you're going to rectify that by with lies. Hey, I was explaining to you the other day, and I think this is worth sharing with everyone. Like, how did we get here? How did we go from, from things, from things, uh, patently false? Uh, and, and universally known to be patently false, how do we get to those now being the opposite of that is being a truth? And the road to this was political correctness. Let me just start with, with yeah, one piece. And you can great play this game subject by subject by subject. Um, there, for, for a generation, we were taught there's no difference between men and women. And even a four-year-old, like, I, I don't know, man, I kind of like playing with uh, with uh, – with army men and throwing rocks. And my sister's kind of like, she's more into, I mean, anyone, kids, you see this thing, right? We, we, we go to the store and my little girl's begging for the pink cowboy boots, you know? And, and, and my seven year old wants a pocket knife so bad. He can, he can, it's killing him. And his sisters don't know what the fuck that's about. He walks in on them watching Frozen. And he looks at it and looks at me and looks at them and looks at me and looks at it and looks at them and looks at me. And his palms go up and his shoulders lift. And he says, what the fuck is this Frozen stuff? What is this? And like, well, that's nothing. We didn't do that to him. Neither. And there's no difference between men and women. Fine, you know. I'll breastfeed. You go hunt for a mammoth for dinner, right? Let's see how that works. These things, and one role isn't the lesser, greater their mom's role is 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 vital. So is that they're biologically not identical. That's just how that is. But we tell ourselves there is no difference between not genders between sexes. There's no difference between sexes. And everyone with a brain knows well, that's not exactly true. You know that. You know it's not exactly true. But what I'm going to do for the sake of 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 of, uh, of uh, all getting along. For the sake of the quorum, I'm just going to let that go. And I know what you're trying to say, and I know what you mean. What you're what you're what you're advocating is equality of opportunity, perhaps. So I'll just let it go. But you got a generation that believes there's no difference between the sexes, and that a, a generation and a half later, 20 years, 35, 40 years later, um, becomes something panly absurd, like uh, like gender. They say I, I'm that gender. Gender, just 20 years ago, it was inappropriate to refer to gender in terms of sex differences, being male and female. We don't speak about the gender of a fruit fly. You understand that? Yes. There's male ones and female ones. Okay? And so now, since there's no difference between us, well, if there's no difference, then why can't I be any? Either. All of them. Both. I'll change day by day. And that's ridiculous. I'll give you one more. Um, we, it was hard fought to get people to understand that, that, you know, intelligent people never had a problem with this, but that is, is a man should be judged by the quality of his character, not the color of his skin. Right. Right. And, 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 and where does that, what does that morph into? 
it turns into that your character is, is, is determined by the color of your skin. It's crazy. It's like <laughs> you have crazy. you have debt, fault, and obligation based on your color. You have you have you have you have to pay for your sins in the form of what reparation. It's 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 in violation of the fundamental tenets of, of Western civilization. Am I a defender of Western civilization? Passionately so. Passionately so. I don't want to live like people do from other civilizations. My my parents used to use that word around the house. Uh, uh, that's not politically correct, and and I never asked them. Hey, why does that matter? It's 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 a it's a tool used for uh, social engineering, social like a social conformity. Absolutely. It's a form of bullying. It's a, it's bullying. It's it's the bridge. It's the bridge from from truth to absurdity and falsehood. That's yeah. what it is. Political yeah. correctness. That's how you get there. Um, you're not gonna. You're not gonna. You can't. These notions are so patently false that it takes a generation of political correctness to even introduce them with a straight face. It used to be, it would be inappropriate in the past to ask someone, hey, uh, were you hired for this job because you were a woman? The implication would be that you're not qualified. Now it's, you're, you're openly hired because of things like that, because of your sex or your sexual orientation or the color of your skin. The whole script has been flipped. I find much of the logical arguments, and they're not logical, but they're, but they're presented as so. I find much of the rationale for uh, 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 diversity, um, uh, inclusiveness, and equity, I find at its root, much of it patently racist. A hundred percent. You know, there's there, it, it's such a strong uh, uh, the story runs we so parallel around. We tiptoe around the bigotry of low expectations. The translation is, is that you deeply believe that these people are inferior, right. and without your help, they'll never have anything. Right. That's what's going on. Right. A hundred percent. And I re I reject that notion. Uh, I have some house cleaning to do, Greg. Sorry. Uh, Eaton Beaver. Uh, thanks for the money, man. Uh, thank you, Sevon, for the platform and for keeping Greg in our lives. I have two questions for Greg. Uh, what does Greg think about the games deal with Monster Energy? I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have done business with Coca Cola. I mean, I would have harnessed the games to to ding that company. Imagine, imagine the horrors for me when I, you know, the ACSM had their annual conference within walking distance of my home in the Solana beach, ah, a long walk, maybe even a day's walk, but close enough. It right. was a uh, get, get in the car, get out of the car. You're there. And I go in and what we're there is to see William Kramer, um, head of the uh, national strength and conditioning association. We're there to see him get his lifetime uh, achievement award, the perjurer, the sock puppeting, puppeting fake science, William Kramer get his award. And by the way, he said that, that the burgers and I, accosted him what we did is say hey dr kramer can we get a photo that was the that was the assault but uh i get there and i pick up i get because i paid to attend and it was cool because i had crossfitters come up looking both ways and going i know who you are keep doing what you're doing i don't understand here you know give me grass i take a quick picture it was also weird too to see that that uh the vita the uh the uh uh, dialysis people had wrapped uh, buses uh, bringing people to, to this event. 
But uh, but imagine the horrors of getting the ACSM manual. It was the first time I saw this exercise, this medicine thing, where uh, Coca-Cola was the proud founding sponsor. And I come to learn that they are doing certifications in exercises medicine. In other words, the largest competitor to CrossFit, I discover, is 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 soda. And it, it led me to believe that right now there are two forces in the fitness world. Um, CrossFit is one. Uh, the American Beverage Association with Coke and Pepsi is another. Uh, both both the platinum and gold sponsors of the NSCA and the ACSM. And by the way, I started to go, the reason I call them soda horse is because in our legal entanglement with them, we got to see their financial records. And the truth of the matter is, is that absent soda money, they couldn't keep the fucking lights on. So if you ask me who it is that's funding this anti-crossfit legislation and why, it's soda. And it's obvious why we don't even have to go into it. But what I find out there is that there's two players in the fitness space and it's CrossFit and it's soda pop. That's it. Everyone else is irrelevant. The family fitnesses and, and you know, LA fitness and all that stuff. They, they just, they, they, they weren't having impact. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I sent both Russes to the, uh, uh, exercises medicine certification. He sat there for two days listening, listening, listening. And it was all just like the shit you'd pick up from the, uh, the 19-year-old college kid with the polo shirt who has six weeks experience at family fitness. You're just getting that kind of drivel fed to you. <clears throat> but not a single motion of, of nutrition, which for the CrossFit trainer for my affiliate was one of your, one of your incredible leverage points. In fact, there was no nothing that you wanted to achieve through exercise that wasn't leveraged, accelerated, um, uh, supported through an adaptation that we typically think was maybe limited exercise also was a was a common adaptation of good nutrition. So here it is, nothing mentioned, and, and Berger raises his hand. How come we haven't said anything about nutrition? A great point, great point. And here's the deal. It's outside of your ken. It's not in the field of your expertise that you have an obligation to remain silent on that subject, but here's what you can do and you should be doing. And that is, and it was just promoting the party line, handing out the food pyramid and doing the USDA, uh, uh, shitty high carbs, you know, all carbs all the time, uh, meal plan that you can do. You can promulgate this, this, this nonsense and nothing else. And so there you have it. Why are they into that space? Why is exercises medicine baked into the Affordable Care Act? Why is, why is this, you know, what is soda's interest in that? It's obvious what it is. And it's to keep people, you know, think of what it was when we were tangling with, uh, with uh, uh, soda and Gatorade. And we exposed, CrossFit exposed uh, Gatorade for their hyperhydration campaign. They killed athletes and housewives and kids. Um, when we were, when we were, why was I going here? And, and by the way, that's not, there's no hyperbole there. I mean, people followed, there's a specific case where a doctor in South America or Latin America followed the hydration guidelines for Gatorade and killed herself. Uh, that was, it. that was, a, that was a Dr. Cynthia, uh, Navarro. Which is, which is, and it was waterlogged by Tim Noakes. There's case after case is an appendix to, Thousands of people have been have been killed. Uh, Zyvie Oliver was was our was the one that we embraced. And, and but in 1996, I believe it was the American College of Sports Medicine 
said that during endurance events, athletes should consume at least 40 ounces of fluid per hour, um, preferably an electrolyte containing one like this. Like, you know, they're, they're selling Gatorade there, of course. And there were people that saw that at that time, like Tim Notson said, dear God, a 100-pound woman that takes four hours to run a marathon, this would be fatal. Dr. Cynthia Lucero, I think was her name. And what happened? It killed her. It killed her. She followed their advice and it killed her. You know so, that you, so you wouldn't have retracted? taken the Monster Energy sponsor, Greg? Because part of me thinks that maybe of you would have. You not. just you of wouldn't have let – you would have just talked shit about him, taking money with one yeah, hand, talk I, shit with the no, other. No, that's uh, – no, I'm not – I'm not doing the publicity photos with Satan. Okay. Know? Sure. Okay. Sorry. It's, uh, a, it's a little, it's a little, a little above and beyond, but listen, the, the games, the games were a problem to all of us, including the affiliates. It is long before. And, you know, I don't know if I've shared this before, but I tried to offload the games at one point. I go, I know what we need. We need to sell this thing. We'll support it. You know, it's interesting. I just got told by VCs, nobody wants those games. Nobody. We'll buy the games, but we also we want the whole we the whole kit and caboodle because what they wanted was affiliates and training. I'm surprised Rogue did what about Rogue? Did they have any interest in buying the games? Bill and Katie? No, I don't I don't think that at that time they were in a position to. Okay. But uh but the you know, you look at the balance sheet on the games and it's like, okay, Greg puts out twenty to twenty five million dollars over a year and a good year uh 21 comes back and an off year seven comes back and you won't know until the end of the year. The games don't look like a business to anyone, anyone. I try to use WME to find a buyer for the games. They found buyers for the games. I'll buy the game. And, but I want to include um, certification and seminars. Why? Because that's the part that makes money. Right. And so, and I, I wasn't going to do that. That was the, that was the part. I was where the values were. That's where the magic was. That was the business. That was what benefited the affiliates. That part I couldn't have gotten rid of, but no, no one had interest. There was no one. There was no one that had the, the the brains and capacity to be sitting on a big pile of cash that thinks the games is a business. Um, for the game guys. Speaking of which, this question is a little ambiguous. It's from Eaton Beaver. Also, uh, looking back at 2018, would you have done anything different? I don't know what that's in reference to. I don't know if that's um, games or Kane or media. I don't know what that's in reference to. That was, that was a big year. That was the big year if, that you, you had the, the, uh, you and the national champions, right? At the games. If I, if I had known what was coming down the pike, uh, culturally, socially, personally, and suppose I hadn't found a, cause I'll tell you what, not, not posting the Floyd 19 tweet wouldn't have changed a fucking thing. Um, the world changed on my watch. And, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, uh I wasn't going to survive the awakening. Um, I had no chance. I had no chance. But, and so what I could have done, if I were just to be selfish, I could have, um, not spent the, uh, what, hundred million I spent on the game and stuck that in the bank and that just sitting there would have changed the, uh, the, the what, pro forma, whatever the, the, the books on CrossFit so that I could have sold it for a billion dollars instead of 200 million. Right. I might've might done something like that. Had I seen the inevitability of the, uh, of, of, of where not just our culture and society went, but where the, 
uh, Frazier's, Marquez, uh, Woodlake, Fouché, uh, you know, where the, where the, the, the wokeness came out of the game, out of the games camp. I tried oh. to explain to someone the other day, imagine how the DEI agenda plays out for an affiliate, right? Yeah. So yeah. here you are, and you're like, like you know what? I, yeah. I don't have enough black people in here. I got to get some more black people, and we're going to have to get some white people. What we'll do is we'll charge white people more and black people less. And, uh, and these, these blacks are awfully quick. We're going to have to take some some uh, time off their times and give it to this, uh, you know, this poor group because they historically don't do well. And I just, it's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. No one, no one running a gym is sensitive to the color of the person that comes in the door. Now. It's uh you don't care. You don't care. Especially if you're a decent human being, everyone's equally welcome. You're here to, to make differences. Look, you know, we, one of the, one of the things that happened in the, in the, in the new era here is that we got rid of the uh, underserved project where we took the, remember I, I wanted to demonstrate in house to the people that worked, with me for us. I wanted to demonstrate that the stimulus we had was the, the most important thing going in the health world. They and shut so that, they shut we, that down quick. You had a free gym going downstairs with over a hundred members and you needed to be either obese or fucking decrepit. And, and it was, free was a great for you. story there that you asked me, who do you want? I go, I want fat pucks and old farts. Right. You know? Right. And you told me like, my okay, mom was well, too fit, go, but you let her work out there anyway. But my, my, 78-year-old mom was too fit to work out down there. Yeah, I said, we can't go out and ask for fat fucks and old parts. We have to be we have to be kinder than that. Let's right. think about this. And we finally went to Facebook with the offering of, if you consider yourself the least likely person you know to ever be CrossFit, we'd like to talk to you. And man, we got those old people and in, in, in the morbidly obese. And we started with a cadre of six or eight of them. And within 18 months, it got to 150. And it was one of the most, uh, I mean, even, we, we had a guy in there that didn't have a heart. He was on a, he had a, he had, a, <laughs> he, he had a, a mechanical device that was an Archimedes screw that pumped his blood and he wore a bracelet that said, I'm not dead. I just don't have a pulse. How do you like that? I, I and, also, uh, I also remember uh, you, the, you had um, uh, Holdsworth, the chief financial officer, put together a plan to open one of these up next to a black mega church in Atlanta and one in Los Angeles. And I remember saying something to you, oh, you're going to go after the black community? You're like, no, there's just a lot of fat old people that go to black churches and I need fat old people. You know what? And because I was like, God, I to, love you, Greg. We've got we've got a runaway incidence of diabetics and in working to get Isidore Hall defeated and Annette Berrigan, Annette Berrigan, elected and we pulled that off in the 44th congressional district yes place yes. in california and yes. by far yes. it just so happens that it includes thompson and watts and some other areas that you know carson sit in that district and, and talk about underserved this this community had nine affiliates the neighboring congressional district had what 110 or something i, I, you know? I have and to so, explain this to people real quick sorry there was a guy in office who was on the fucking take from fucking tobacco and soda it was it was, it was he wasn't even hiding it he was taking money from tobacco and soda and he was like some politician representative for fucking compton greg went out of his way and used his own money to get the fucking little fucking 100 pound mexican woman uh who would fight against that uh elected it was fucking nuts i couldn't yeah, even believe you they were, were doing they that. both had they both had both Isidore Hall and Annette uh, Berrigan had a, a 
liberal bona fides that could not be challenged. They they agreed on everything. I mean, they were they were indistinguishable, one black, one brown, and yeah. one was supportive of soda, the other found that the diabetes in her community was untenable and that we should that the government should divorce itself uh, from from the soda industry and go speak out against what's causing these this diabetes. So that was the difference. So that made her my gal. Right. And uh, she was the underdog. He had the support of the Democratic Party of Sacramento. Um, he, he couldn't, he was, he, it was given to him. In fact, he was told there was some seat he was going to get when the time came and he was in grooming. And what we did is we went in our nine little affiliates there. Um, we took the soda tour there and we got, uh, Nanette Berrigan elected to Congress to defeat this soda thing. But what, what, you know, what we learned is that in the 44th congressional district, something like 55, 60% of women over 60 have diabetes that they're brown or black um, had nothing to do with it. As far as I was concerned, what I did is I found, I found the diabetes mother love and the beauty of what we do as, as trainers that know what they're doing is that that's what you do for a living. I fix that shit. And so here it is in large numbers. I was going to build the gym on my dime. Matt figured it all out. You know, like we knew more than anyone what it costs to run a building what it costs to buy the equipment, what it costs to insure the whole thing, how many trainers you need. I mean, we were, this was, this was, we knew more about that than anyone on earth. And that was well underway when uh, it became abundantly clear that the world wasn't ready for that. And Rosa was handed those outlines, right? So instead of, he was handed that when he bought CrossFit, um, he had that information. And instead of moving forward with it, instead he closed the gym in Santa Cruz that was free for the uh, obese and the elderly. He did the exact opposite. Did I lose you? Yeah, yeah. I believe he was given the yeah. outline. No, I don't. Recall. I don't know. Okay, I don't okay, know. okay. I don't know. Okay, but uh, you know, I got I got pretty good pushback from uh, from uh, people in the affiliate community too. Um, there were uh, there were affiliates that were terrified of at the idea of a of a free gym in in anywhere proximate to their gym. And so, you know, it, I, I don't know how smooth the sailing was going to be. Um, Bailey Walker, thank you for getting Greg on here. I can't wait for his NDA to expire. Uh, thank you, Bailey. A clock um, uh, writes, a Clinton conciliary, Lanny Davis, tried to maneuver the parties into a settlement to protect Big Soda. It's not crazy to wonder who actually funded CrossFit buyout, is it? Question mark. I, it's a mystery to me. And here's what I've done and my attorneys have done. Um, we've asked, I've asked them, give me a hypothetical scenario where it is in someone's fiduciary uh uh, uh, obligation to settle this thing in silence. What does that look like? And I told Rosa, you have your foot on the throat of the only viable competition in the affiliate space. I'm sorry, in the seminar space. And what you need to do is expose them for the frauds they are. And anything short of that would, makes no sense. And it's, it still doesn't. It doesn't. Imagine, imagine Hertz having proof that Enterprise said, uh, 
fuck fixing brakes. It's only going to kill one customer in a million. Uh-huh. We got 10 million customers. We don't, we don't need to do brake jobs on the regular. And you find this out and you find out about the death and you go to court to expose it. And then it's up. And then before you, you before it can all be done, you agree to just keep quiet on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, it's really odd to me. And I'll leave the imagination of others to try and figure out how it would be in the benefit of the company to uh, go silent on the incredible scientific misconduct that was designed to damage the affiliates. How do you get someone to agree to be quiet on that? And I think it comes down to trying to figure out who it is that, that, that uh, controls and owns this entity. Uh, part of me just thinks it's because uh, the leadership was uh, moronic. That the purchasers of CrossFit were moronic. But uh, I, 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 since I've known you, you've batted a, a hundred in your uh, speculations, to be honest, to be fair. The, I, re- I remember when um, there were some things going, some weird things going on with ESPN and you would tell us and I would be like, there's no fucking way. And then fucking – Six months later, our lawyers get the emails, and it's like, holy shit, ESPN Look, was involved. Three years in a row, we get some horrible fucking libelous, tortious coverage from our broadcast sponsor, Broadcast. And the last straw for me it was when they run a special on how we paralyzed Kevin Ogar. Um, and they're showing this before the games. Right. What we find in Discovery later is that this was a deliberate effort by uh, Gatorade uh, uh NCCA, uh, 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 the NCAA, the NCAA, the, NCAA. The, the, NC, the NCAA, and the and the what who is the certification what? arm that's not ANSI? It's the the shitty cert, the shitty uh, 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 what do you call it? What, what is the ANSI accreditation? We got the ANSI accreditation. An enormous effort cost a lot of money. It was like a six hundred page applica- application. It it bogged Nicole down for several years. Just an application of that, and we became kind of a darling of the of the ANSI accreditation. I think it's NCCA that is the other accrediting arm. They were part of this emergency meeting to talk about the dangers across it. So I had the NCCA, the accrediting agency, I had the N- NCAA. I had. Uh, representative of the American Beverage Association, ESPN, all putting their heads together in a little seminar trying to figure out how they could let the world know just how bad CrossFit was. I got this from my fucking broadcast partner. And so what I did is I, I hit him up, what the fuck, guys, what are you doing? I didn't get a response, so I pulled the plug, literally, figuratively. I literally I remember actually that. pulled the plug on the geolocation our commitment to not to not uh, uh, put the games on the net in their yeah, neighborhood or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, it was it put everyone under. And the mistake I made was plugging it back in on a promise that they would fix this thing. But uh, yeah, our broadcast partner was against us. You know, it's funny because it took a while. I had to have someone explain to me what it was. Why would the why would the NCAA have a bone to pick with CrossFit? And aside from the fact that they fucking living on the Gatorade tip. Um, the, the other piece was that we got Stefan Roche, we got Josh Everett, we got Michael Rutherford, we got Joe Westerlin. These were these were heads of strength and conditioning at uh, at 
D1 super sports schools. And what were they doing? They'd come to CrossFit. Why? So they could preach a fitness that worked. So that they could speak truth to things like soda, that they could earn a, a living. You don't get rich, but do better than you will working for the university as a strength conditioning specialist. And, and, and speak truth to the nonsense that was their CSCS certification. And so I get why they didn't like me. Um, we were taking their very best people and making making productive participants in the, in global health of them. Uh, just to explain one thing in a little more detail for people know it, the spirit of what one of the things Greg was saying, because I was in the media department then, and we were at the games. We had an exclusive deal with ESPN. They published this slam piece on CrossFit, and Greg says, fuck you, uh, Dave and Sevon. Uh, let this thing – get this thing uh, so it streams free uh, all over the internet. We're not giving ESPN exclusivity. And Dave and I are fucking sweating fucking balls. And no one can stop Greg. And uh, it was there. Those were some fucking good times, man. You you are a, such a badass, uh, Matt. Matt Burns. Uh, God, I love Greg. He's always fighting the good uh, fight. God bless you, sir. Uh, Clydesdale Media. Right. Scott Schweitzer. This story fascinating. Go ahead. Sorry, Greg. Go ahead. Matt Burns. Uh, says Listen. Thank you, everyone. But I've got this kind of it's kind of baked into me. I can't help it. You know. I was speaking with, with some of the brave and wonderful folks that work with, with uh, Mr. Castro, dear friend of mine in a, in a prior line of work. And it, it was explained that, uh, that uh, he had a vast reputation um, within his community for uh, speaking truth to power. And it was also explained to me that that was not generally seen in the military as uh, as a as a top quality, <laughs> and, uh, and he said Dave has that reputation for speaking truth to power, <clears throat> and then he told me that and you got it too, and I've never been so flattered in my life. I mean, I but thank you, thank you, Ross. Um, I, I I can't help that, and uh, you know I don't have to be thanked for it. It's just who I am. It's talking about my my buddy Jimmy, who is uh, uh, thirty years. Uh, undercover DOJ guy. And I, I realized in him first that like, I said, Jimmy, what would you do if there weren't bad guys? I remember I was traveling with Jeff Martone once in Texas and we went to a Cracker Barrel and he blessed his meal prior to, to eating. Looking just intrigued, amazed, wonderful human being. And he said to me, he says, Greg, you know why God makes the strong? And I said, no, because I didn't know why God made this strong. And he said, to protect the weak. And I thought, my God, what a, what an amazing thing. I mean, that think of that, that's baked into this guy. But I've said to Jimmy, I don't know, what would you do if there weren't bad guys? What would you do? And I go, I, I can't figure it out. I, I can't imagine what it would be, you know? And, and, and you don't, you don't become a cop to, to end all crime. You know better, but you can have an impact. It's like my any man, every man thing again. Um, you do stopping the old lady from stepping off the curb. And so someone's going to rob a bank today and hopefully I'm there and can, and can eliminate them as they come out of the door. Right. And, and that's why we do this thing. And I don't know what I would do if, if things weren't screwed up. So, you know, thank you for the, for the, for the praise, but uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, an, it's an easy thing to do when it's who you are. It really is. 
Uh, Jason. Raise your hand. Uh, excuse me. That's bullshit. All right. It's just, <laughs> I, can't even help that. I can't even help that. Uh, Jason Watkins, Milton Friedman said the same thing about license. Uh, sure. Uh, you don't need a CPA cert. If he is bad, he won't be in business uh, long. Clydesdale Media, this story fascinates me. It should be a movie. The new owner screwed it all up, so we won't ever know the truth. Um, Greg, there is a young lady, uh, crazy good posture, uh, strong looking. Uh, she used on her own dime. She flew up from uh, – Texas to see you in Arizona. I don't know if you remember her. She was young. Her name was Paulina. Oh, I, I do the student in the front row. That girl has already signed up. She is tripping me out that this stuff resonates with someone so young. That girl already signed up, um, for, uh, for the uh, event on June 3rd. And so she hasn't oh. asked me, but if there's anything like, um, like yeah, any, up, any up, after up. parties or even... special breakfasts, uh, I think that's a, yep. uh, a, a, someone worth keeping in touch with. Like I just be having yep. a finger on the pulse with people up, that age. Her, yep. Let's sponsor her travel. Okay. She, she's in the comments. Okay. She, God, she'd love to hear that. She's in the yeah. comments. Um, I remember her well. Uh, Rebecca, uh, Rebecca Schindeldecker. This is Matt uh, Schindeldecker's uh wife i believe um do you are do you know who matt schindeldecker is greg he's an affiliate owner does that resonate with you ring a bell yeah the name sounds very familiar okay he has this crazy program for fucking youth that when uh that he's worked and it's it's gone uh to it's at i want to say it's at more than 14 affiliates i'm probably cutting it short now but judges will send um kids who are uh, signed to juvenile hall to affiliates instead and you have three months basically or nine months whatever the program is to go to this affiliate three to five days a week and prove that you don't deserve to go to juvenile hall it's an insane program and it brings a shitload of money to the affiliates it's killer anyway she says greg crossfit saved my life after a brain tumor surgery and paralysis that followed and then the crossfit community rallied around me after my husband who's 49 years old died at our crossfit box oh no shit this is a different schindeldecker because this guy's still alive Wow. Well, she's saying thank you. Uh, she had a brain tumor, and then her husband died, and her in her the CrossFit community pulled her through. That's a lot. It's, a, it's an amazing community with these incredible stories. It's a, it's overwhelming. You know, it's hard to even respond to all of that. Uh, Greg, it's, uh, one the, it's one of the hardest things of what I do is you know you, someone stands in line to shed a tear and tell you thank you, and I just. You know, uh, well, this one's going to be hard too. That you're about these to people, what, 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 what these people have done is is created the manifestation of of, of, of my life's work. I mean, it's you know, it it it, it didn't exist. The, the good didn't exist until they pulled it off. So I, the the, the uh, gratitude runs in, in both directions, without a doubt. Uh, CrossFit backward arrow, Greg, thank you for changing my life and creating a way for me to have a livelihood, supporting my family and helping others. I'm truly thankful for your work. Can't wait to see what you do next. Greg, I know that uh, you don't want me reading these, but these people are giving money to the show. And so I, <laughs> yeah, I have yeah, to, I, sorry. I know I, you're later. You're going to be like, dude, okay. stop doing that. But I, I got to tell you, yeah. um, uh, Tom, uh, uh, no offense to you, Sevon, but how do we get Greg on Jordan Peterson's podcast? I'm deeply offended. Uh, but I would also like to know a wad zombie. Um, the evening wipe down is better than the morning chalk up. Uh, okay. 
Um, oh, so, I like the name. Yeah, right. That's a guy who has a uh, he has a meme account. Uh, Digital Barbell. Uh, if you listen, if you'll try, if you'll come back, he's quoting you a hundred percent. If uh, if you'll listen, if you'll try, if you'll come back. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, Philip I'm, Kelly, I'm here's four ninety nine. I want to buy you a taco, Greg. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, Bruce Wayne, five dollars for Sevy's Hawaii, uh, a Hawaii shirt fund. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, CrossFit uh, Riverside, uh, Greg. Thank you for all the uh, brain food. Uh, you're dropping bombs. Thank you. Um, thank you, everybody. You're very welcome. Yeah. Uh, someone in here, I think, was bent that you said about boys liking Frozen. Hey, it's, it was just an example. My boys like Frozen, too. Just relax. Shut, shut the fuck up. Uh, Jeremy E. World, $10. <laughs> Hopefully, this is a $10 question. Greg, you've lived an exceptional life. In your eyes, what is your greatest accomplishment? Well, you know, I, I'm not done. Um, but to date, it would, ha- it would have to be the the good behind the the thanks I'm getting, you know. Um, I know I know for for a good number of people, uh, my efforts my efforts were fruitful. But then on the other side, I mean, I've got personally, I've got these kids. I'm homeschooling the kids, and uh, it's it's proving to be some of the most meaningful interaction I've, I've ever had with my kids. It's just like I can't I can't believe I didn't do this sooner. And the, the pace at which they're learning and the, and the advantages this has over uh, public or private uh, traditional education is just amazing. I mean, I'll just share with you folks out there. If, if you have the good fortune to have a couple hours a day you could spend in two and a half hours, we shoot for six days a week and actually get about four and a quarter. But in two and a half hours a day, um, we're doubling the national K three six pace. I got a, I got a second grader that, that started fifth grade math, and we've been at this like a, what a year now, and so the, it, it, it's it's unbelievably gratifying, and, and that excites me. And I also tie it in directly to my broken science, effort, which is the subject of, a, of another discussion. But uh, and I'll just share with you. I'll, I'll tip my hand. Um, qualitative and quantitative reasoning through probability theory and eventually information theory is bridged. And these are cognitive skills that we can impart into, into youngsters. And, and what I was doing in, in deciding to undertake this homeschooling, by the way, this is a CrossFit notion and Jeff Kane and I had talked about this at length. But uh, uh, when you look at curriculum in private schools and in, in school curricula, you keep seeing this shit about like making better citizens and all kind of you know even even Marxists think they're making better citizens. So everyone's making better citizens. Hitler was making better citizens. Right. It doesn't, right. doesn't have any meaning to right. me. But what I, what I'm what I'm what I'm doing here is I want to preserve their life options for as long as possible. So whether my kid does nothing or everything, if she decides that she wants to be a journalist at 45 years of age or a, a position at 17 or at 35, nobody laughs. And I think the key to that is to develop a, a significant capacity in qualitative and quantitative reasoning. And it, everyone should, uh, listen, everyone, all kids, should have the opportunity to learn calculus. It's not, it's not, it's, it you know, sounds amazing, right? It really isn't that amazing. It can be done. 
if you've got the patience to stand there and work and, and put the effort in, we can teach all kids calculus. And uh, all kids can learn calculus, regardless of their income or, or race or religion. They can all learn calculus, and everyone can learn to read and write forcefully on, on almost any subject with proper usage and, and some some modicum of, of rhetorical flourish that can be taught. We can learn to diagram sentences. And the people that can do those kinds of things um, will make uh, short work of almost anything that is traditionally regarded as, a, as an achievement. And so, and so that's what I'm after. And, and, and my work there, though it's localized and it's with, 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 with my kids, I'm really proud of that. And, it's, and how convenient because it's also as fun a thing as I've ever done. Great. So, there are so many fucking it, my kids. There are so many questions coming in, and um, there are some good ones that I know you would like to tackle. Um, I'm, I'm going to pick through them. I, I, uh, someone asked about uh, firing Russell Berger. That's for a different show, uh, but that's more complicated than people think. But I just want everyone to know that Greg and Russell are uh, it, it, good friends, very is, good friends. It is, and it was, a, it was a hard thing to do, but it came to this at the point of there was, there was something in the rhetoric of the sins and damnation and it felt to me that it was uh, that it was uh, it was walking too close to to uh, uh, inciting violence. I felt that at the time. I don't today, but the world's changed. Right, right, and, and that's what and someone's in bringing. Fact, in fact, since then, since then, I've I've, I've listened to to my own attorney general um, basically. Uh, promote violence against cops right so right. you know and our president and the same, and obama same. did the same thing no doubt i was speaking i was speaking to ferguson in particular and uh, and uh, and mr holder um but uh you know i i would i wouldn't have done that again i don't think but uh at the time it's so, so completely unnecessary and maybe he was maybe he was ahead of his time i don't know it but, was also uh, more have, complicated than that and things that are Russell's own personal business, but I remember it being more complicated than that. That uh, It was very difficult to get uh, let go at CrossFit Inc. You had to put a, a lot of straws on that camel's back. Yeah, and there was a certain feeling that he was ready for something new and better, and I think he's found it, frankly. And, and um, but people is, should is, know that Greg and Russell Berger are very close. It is It is I, very easy to stay friends with Greg. Um, uh, whereas other people, it, it might not be like, what would you say? Would you say you're free? It's not even that you're forgiving. It's like, you just have this perspective on life. You're not a, you don't hold, uh, yeah. A, ask, ask someone else about me, but I'll, okay. I'll tell you this. I, I, I hold Russell Berger and Russ Green in the highest regard. And I couldn't, I couldn't do half of the good things we did were it not for them. Fair enough. And so, I have an obligation and respect and a love for that man and for his family that, uh, you know, it's, uh, look, you know, Elon and Mr. T Peter and Elon had their differences. Um, and we'll never know what the exact nature of that difference was, but only a fool would think that those two aren't very close. And you can be very, very close to someone. I mean, there are people that have had to, 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 to get their brother out of the family business, and it, and it changed not one whit their, their love of the brother. I mean, things, things happen. But on that, on that, it was a great question. 
because boy, that is one of those things that that would be a, a much harder decision now than it, than it was yet. Uh, Joe, Greg, would you even would you ever consider starting another fitness initiative? Maybe next July. What would you do differently, if anything, than what you did with CrossFit? No, I'm, I'm kind of done with the, the fitness space. Um, you know, my non competes over. I don't. I don't see. Uh, um, but I, there's there's all kinds of initiatives and associations and organizations I would support and lend effort to conceivably. You know. Um, I would think that uh, an association of professional trainers committed to the common events, uh, education, validation of methods. Does this sound familiar? I yeah. think there's a, I think there's a role for that of vacuum court indeed. And I can imagine such a thing popping up and I would, I would be, I would be supportive. Hey, here's a funny comment. This person's kind of taken the piss out of you, but it, but it, but I think you'll appreciate it. They said the person's name is two negative bips. It says, "Oh, so Greg decided not to hop on the woke wagon and sell his soul. What a guy!" <laughs> I just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, cool. in this day and age, that's how low the I, bar is set. That's how low the fucking bar is set. All you have to do is not sell okay. your soul. Don't be a racist right, and you're a fucking a high caliber person. Up. You, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go here, but I'll let you tell tell everyone the, the wonderful story of Travis and Tyson Bajan. Tyson is like his, his drafting the NFL is a sure thing at this point, and uh, uh, you can give the background. But when Travis says that it was really hard to be an outstanding kid when he was a kid, but nowadays all you have to do is not give your kid an iPhone and, and make him do CrossFit, he'll be one of the best fucking kids in the state. Right. So I, I, I appreciate the, the tone of that. But let me let me ex, ex, just just leave with this bomb. Here's my personal experience with the diversity, equity, inclusiveness concept. The people tasked with diversity, equity, inclusiveness across it. One of their first official acts was to uh, is to uh, promote the lie that I was a, you and I were rapists. Um, shh, don't tell anyone, but those two were raping people. Um, that was, that was under the banner of diversity, inclusiveness, and equity. And, uh, the, the uh, unethical, immoral, repugnant nature of that, I think speaks loudly to, to the, to the mindset that goes there. And so, uh, it's little more than not wanting to get on that bandwagon. I see it as a force for evil. That's what I see it as. And uh, we just, sponsored an event that uh, with uh, I wasn't able to go there because we had some some pressing uh, family health issues uh, but uh, uh, Roger Kimball and the new criterion hosted an event where uh, uh, Peter Thiel got the great American award and I had this wonderful experience of sitting down with, with Peter in his home on an invite with with, uh, with uh, Russ Green and uh, uh, it, Peter said it's time we call uh, the DEI movement by its real name and the initials are CCP and that is it wow joke. that was a long but time I, ago I, he knew that, that wow okay no 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 that was that was just last week oh that's oh okay okay that wasn't when you were at his house okay 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 no no but I was you know like, I get it and I this is a gay about. guy this is a gay guy yeah, by the way yep yeah, yep yeah. Hey. When, I, when I met him, I told him that, that you remind me of my other gay chess champion, uh, 
Christian tech titan. And he says, how is that? And I go, there isn't another one. You're it. Oh, right. Uh, talk, about a, talk about an original thinker. You you know this um you know this line Gandhi made famous. I think it's Gandhi who said it. Be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah, that's the scary part about the DEI movement. That it's just oh, they they are overtly uh, just racist, sexist uh, lunatics, and 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 they want the world to be that way also. And when these people take power, um, they will they their behavior will give instant. Uh, uh, evidence of the insincerity of the effort. You know, when these revolutions succeed, the first thing you have to do is kill all the revolutionaries. Um, wow. The, the wow. point of the effort is is about the control of the sheep. That's the effort. And for anyone to think that uh, that uh, BLM or or DEI um, that the movement in the broadest sense politically, culturally, and it's Marxism, that the resulting um, structure will do anything other than, than abuse blacks and intellectuals and Jews. You're nuts. You, have a, you, need, a, you need a history lesson. These are the pawns that will be sacrificed instantly on taking power. Instantly. I gotta go. Okay, let's go. Love everyone. Wait, wait, Love you, you got to give me you got to give me you got to give me 30 more seconds. 30 more seconds. I'll go fast. Okay. Uh, Allison okay. NYC, uh Sevon, please tell Greg that I love him and I'm so happy he's on today. He's changed my entire life. I'm forever grateful, but he knows that I could listen to him talk uh, f- uh all day. Um uh Paper Street Coffee, Greg still fighting the good fight. This is inspiring. Um thank you Paper Street Coffee. Hold on, Greg. Hold on. Hold on. I apologize for treating you like a cheap whore. Uh, Mike Artunian, uh, these are all people who went to BSI. Thank you for the last 13 years, Greg, and the template for life. Dale King, uh, owner uh, of CrossFit uh, Gym. Yeah. Next round of tacos and tequila on Sevon. I love you, Greg. So grateful to you and Emily for making me uh, feel like um, family. Uh, Eric Weiss, Weiss uh, get Greg's thoughts on us. Oh, he wants to know what you think about me ordering a spicy watermelon margarita. Uh, they were making fun of me for that. Extra sloppy, a big uh, bet Greg packs a huge hog. Uh, okay, uh, we'll get to uh, what he thinks about margaritas and the size of his cock on the next show. Greg, thank you. Wow. Perfect place to go. <laughs> Someone paid 10 bucks for me to, to say that you got a huge dong. Amazing. Amazing. I, yeah, yeah. Amazing. I, I, I love all of you, even even those of you that hate me. Um, good luck with everything. Uh, Greg, your <laughs> yeah. impact your impact will last lifetimes and have created generations of health. Thank you for letting myself and others own and run CrossFit Affiliates. Uh, Greg, uh, when will you be back on next? I'll drop in next week. What a dickhead thing I did. Thank you. I love you, buddy. Yeah, this is fun. All right, bud. I'll Bye. talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Damn. Uh, thanks, Sevon and Greg. CrossFit Riverside, 50 bucks. Uh, hey, thank you. Thank you. That was cool. Okay, I got to go. I'll see you guys later. Bye. No, we got to decompress a little bit from that. Jesus criminy. I didn't even get to ask any of my – I had all these questions for him. I want to ask him what he thinks about Nordstrom's. Dude, in real time as I'm doing this show uh, – a friend of mine and Greg's uh, texted us and said that his, his car was stolen in Santa Cruz, a Toyota. I have this clip of this politician saying that it's not um, – it's, hey, Paulina, did you hear that? 
he's gonna pay for your ticket to fly out here. That's dope, right? Hey, um, you have I I think you texted me a few days ago. I think that was you. If it's if it's not you, um, DM me and let's exchange phone numbers, Paulina, and then um, uh, I will get you in touch with uh, Greg's uh, travel team or whatever, and we'll f- and figure out um. Cause, cause I, I know he's going to be pumped. He's going to be so stoked. He, to, to have someone of, of your caliber and quality of person, uh, waving the flag is huge. So, uh, let's get in touch. Uh, Nordstrom's, uh, overpriced. It, it's just, it's just crazy that they closed down their San Francisco location. It's, um, it is, uh, it's, uh, okay. Okay. Awesome. All right. Yeah, it's it's I I for I was having this discussion with Greg actually yesterday last night about the what it signifies and he kind of took the conversation another way. Um but I want I I'm tripping. I am tripping. It, it, for me it's like it's funny that it's Nordstroms. I didn't who I would have never thought that. But um uh yeah. Uh, Rosie, uh, thank you, Greg. Oh, Greg the goat. I thought it was me the goat. Um, uh, Clydesdale Media, great show, Sevon. Why? Uh, why are? You, why you are the leader uh, for the rest of us? Oh, well, thank you. That's cool. Even though someone in the comments wants to see him on Jordan Peterson, I want to see him on Jordan Peterson too. I didn't even know Jordan Peterson had a podcast. I thought he just did podcast. Uh, Clock Whole Foods and Nordstrom's fleeing San Francisco. Leftists will pretend it doesn't mean anything. It's so crazy. I sent it to to the few libtards that I care about still, uh, like deeply, and I said, "Hey, please think about what this signifies." I mean, basically, here's the deal: you can't get it. It's it's like the building that Nordstrom's in is so fucking beautiful, and it's in the most epic spot in San Francisco. And there's just so much cool shit there. That street has such potential. I mean, growing up there, it was like everything. They have all the little stores and and cool shit and overpriced shit and cheap shit and there's a toy store there just it's it's just thousands of little stores and mom and pop shops and coffee but in this fucking crazy gala of this open air kind of nordstrom's not open air like as in um open to the outside world but there's no doors on this nordstrom's it's just five stories of just a department store and then the five stories below are other stores and then but then thousands of other little stores all over the streets and basically the drug problem became too big on the street and you can't walk around there anymore it's, just, it's 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 like one of those um who who's the who's the really cool kid I've had on the podcast before who filmed that uh, city in Philadelphia where it's just literally hundreds if not thousands of people lined on the street shooting up drugs it's like that in San Francisco now yeah there's no yeah there because no one would steal shit from there oh shit uh it, it, the flagship Nike store closed on in San Francisco too is that was that where it was. Oh, I think Seattle's gone. Seattle's toast. L- listen, when uh, when George Floyd happened and they took over four city blocks, including a police station, you knew that was it. Done. It was done. Oh, Tommy G. Yeah, Tommy G. Thank you, Tommy G. Thank you. Look at everyone. Jorge Ventura. Good guest, though. I appreciate it. Uh, okay. Um, holy shit, you guys. Uh, thank you for the donations. It's crazy. Means means the fucking world to me. Hey, so that's now three times he's been on the show. Oh, I I, I seriously want to get him on like once a week. I think I can. I think he had fun. What did you guys think he had fun? 
Yeah, I think he had fun. I think he likes it. Is that true? Bud Light is screwed. The stores are dumping them at 50% or more because they won't sell. That's hilarious. Oh, in oh, okay. They're flagship stores in London. Okay. Okay. Thank you, uh, Yash. Got it. Uh, wow. Uh, what do you guys want to do? Oh, God, I have all these great questions for him. Greg Glassman. Okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just leave these. Um, um, Oh, Jethro, that's a great idea. Need to get Jorge Ventura on May 12th. Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna send that right now. I want, is Jorge on, um, this dude fucking Joker might, yep, this Joker might be on a, uh, no. Oh, shit, he's on an iPhone now, excuse me. At, uh, Sousa. Jorge. Is that real? Is he? I thought he was on a fucking droid. Oh no. Uh, can we get you on the show in May? Mid May to. That's a good idea. Thank you to talk about title. Was it? Was it forty two? Is that what you said? A title forty two. It's so funny. You, I, I heard yesterday that uh, the U.S. government, uh, uh, the Biden administration is going to send 1,500 troops down there, but they're not going to be armed. Um, we'll say, uh, what happened with Rob Wolf? These are all good questions. I need an iPhone. Um, uh, Bruce Wayne, I need an iPhone. I'll take donations, Sevy. Do you, you want an iPhone, Bruce? I'll get you an iPhone. I'll find you an iPhone. I'll get you and I'll find you one. If you're ready to make the switch, God, I would love it if you made the switch. Bruce is one of the only people I text with a daily that's on a droid. I usually avoid those people like the plague. Um, Greg, uh, yes, Greg is more down to earth than I thought. You can't tell a person's character by just reading stuff online. Um, the thing is, too, is you know, you know, this is I don't I don't mean this in a negative way, but a part of us is putting on an act here. Um, uh, I mean, he's very down to earth. I mean, he he is um, he's very down to earth. He he he's even more down to earth than he he's even more down to earth than he came across. He's uh he's very down to earth. Um, he can be extremely intense. Um, but he he's such a dude. He's such a dude. It's, it's it's fucking cool hanging with them. Uh, Adam Blakesley, I'd like to hear about his thoughts on Mark Ripito and where their major disagreements are. I think they're I think they're friends too now. I think they talk. Um. So, no, there's a there's a um you know he doesn't do uh Greg doesn't do um like bro humor too, which I, unfortunately I really like, like he doesn't take, he's not a big fan of taking the piss out of people. Like, you know, like teasing people or stuff like that. He doesn't, he, that, that fart jokes and teasing people. Like if, uh, he, he thinks that it's mean spirited. So things that like other guys might do that, they, that I personally think is funny, uh, teasing people. Um, 
he does not find uh, value in that. Yeah, and he's never like shit jokes. That I've been in the car with him many times when Stern's gone off on shit talk, and he's like, "Fuck this, change it." So, uh, okay, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I need to do anything else. Um. Part of me feels like I'm just going to uh, fuck up the episode if I do anything else. Like, I'm just going to bring it down. Anything you guys want to... uh... Oh, uh, I watched the... um, um, I know, I love teasing people too. And maybe it's a shortcoming of mine. Hey, I watched that... um, I watched the podcast with Matt and uh, Katrin. And, uh, it's, 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 fuck, this is hard for me to say. It's, it's fucking good. Uh, someone sent me a text saying that, uh, it was cringe. I didn't get any cringe. I never was uncomfortable once watching it. I thought he was great. I thought she was great. Um, I thought I, I, I fucking can't believe it. It was shot. Fantastic. There was, I was never like uncomfortable or embarrassed for, for either of them. You think it sucked dinky. Here's the thing uh okay so here's the thing okay i'll tell you here we go fine there are two people who clearly don't have like a lot of worldly experience or they're not willing to share it right they're just people who've just been athletes their whole life and there's like there's no breadth and depth to them that's like exuding off of them at all right um and they say a lot of stuff that's uh very surface level um, but the movie Jackass is super, uh, Jackass is surface level and it's good too. Um, and it's, and it's not a cringe and it's not, so there is this kind of, you're, you're not walking away smarter person to see this at all. Maybe even a little dumber. That's for sure. I'm not, I'm not suggesting, but I, but I, but I, you, you think about it. I, I'm not a, um, I, I'm. Part of me is repulsed by Katrin, but I thought she was fucking good. And that's like, um, I thought she was fantastic in it. I thought she was fucking electric. I thought he was good. I thought the timing between the the talk back and forth was good. Um, there are some, for people who know, who are in the know, there's some, really, you think Matt was terrible? I don't know. He had his notes there. I thought he kept it going. Dude, it was, I don't, I think you guys are being too harsh. There were some fucking crazy, some crazy ironic shit in there. Um, when, when, Katrin said that if she wasn't doing sport CrossFit, she would be interested in research. And she specifically says um, cancer research, which is fucking hilarious because doing CrossFit is probably one of the most, being a CrossFit athlete is one of the most selfish things you could do as opposed to cancer research is probably one of the most impactful things you could do on humanity. And then on top of that, she said, I'm out to a company and to, she had access to Greg Glassman, who is probably got to be in the top 1% of 1% of 1% of people knowledgeable on cancer. He has done insane reading on cancer research and he has access to the most knowledgeable cancer researchers in the world. They are his friends, his dear friends. And the irony there that she, she thought she would burn him on some misunderstanding, but then have an interest in cancer that I find that fucking Absolutely fucking – I was mind-boggled when I said that, when she said that about her interest in cancer. I was like, dude, that's like 
like Greg could talk to you ad nauseum about fucking cancer. And yeah, it was shallow. Like, okay, it was shallow. Fine. It was a shallow interview. I eaten beaver. Didn't you like the story where Matt said that um uh she was always late? I like that story when he told that. I had never heard that. And um he said Katrin was always late. And uh and one day he told her, Hey, I'm picking you up to go to the gym today. And if you're late, I'm gonna drive away. And at the time they were just two young athletes, right? So he went to her house at 8:15. She wasn't out front and he drove away. And he drove to the gym, and when he got out of the car, Ben Bergeron said to him, hey, where the fuck's Katrin? And he's like, she was late, so I left. And he said Ben just jumped in his truck immediately and went and got Katrin, which I thought was pretty fucking revealing. Has anyone ever asked if Katrin and Ben boned? Has anyone ever asked them that? Someone should ask that. Um, and I thought there was another great story that Matt told about his dad. I had no idea that his dad – I didn't know his dad pushed him. I always got this impression that his parents kind of weren't a big part of his life. And then from this interview that he did with Katrin, I was like, wow, it sounds like his parents were a huge part of his life. It sounded like his dad really fucking pushed them. Anyway, and then at the end, this part is fucking unbelievable. At the end of the podcast, Katrin talks about, and, and once again, it's very, I'm, I'm not suggesting that it's it's deep or penetrating, but she talks about how now she wants to go into business and she's surrounded by all these great business people. And she is absolutely not surrounded by great business people. That is a hundred percent certain. And you will see that. Uh, we, we see that unfolding right before our eyes, but let's say she is. And then she goes on to say that um, uh, she's interested in supplements for women because all the research and supplements or the vast majority of supplements for in supplements has been on men. And, uh, you know, she said, you know, women and women have menstrual cycles and shit. And I just wonder, does this fucking bitch even know what the fuck she just said? Does she, you know what? She must not even remember what she posted about me, how she made five posts about me in her story from the New York times. And it was all about menstrual cycles. It's, it's crazy. So, in that respect, but I liked it. I I I I, I watched it one point five time, and I, and I had not one negative thought about either of them during the whole time. I was like, "Fuck, this is way better than I thought." Uh, Sean Sullivan, I couldn't watch it. Uh, it some I, I was watching. My wife walked in the room and said, "Why the fuck are you watching this?" I'm like, "I'm curious." Uh, Sevon makes interviewing look so easy, so I think Matt looks amateur compared. Nice overhead squat with a rock. Damn, cool photo. I thought I thought Matt did great. They are shallow. Yeah, there's no doubt. But may, but every but some interviews can be shallow. I I don't know. I I wish I I I, I wish um I don't know. I wish I was friends with both of them. But but I'm not. Uh well, I'm not that I'm not friends with Matt. I'm just we don't well, I don't know what's up with our friendship. It's just like on hold. It's, it's in the it's in the um it's in the freezer. It's temporary on hiatus. I it is gonna be very interesting to see when Matt has kids. He is going to have some uh it, it is gonna change him. This whole kid thing, I'm very excited for him. Uh, Eaton Beaver, my problem with Matt, in my opinion, is he thinks that his success needs to be off the failure of others. I sent you my info to your Gmail. Oh, okay. If you send me an email, I probably marked it as unread. Um, you're going to have to really bug me. Keep bugging me. Uh, I don't understand what you mean by that, his failure off of others. I mean, he's a fucking, he's a, um, 
he's a um athlete. Does I mean he has to win, right? But really, he nailed that. Wait, what? I don't know. I that's over my head. Uh. Okay. Uh, why did we stop Josh and Matt? Matt just stopped. I and I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know exactly why, but he just stopped. And what and what information he did give me? I don't know if I've talked about it on the show before, but it wasn't. He, he was ex- exceedingly polite and kind to me. Um, uh, I appreciate that he did the podcast with me. I think it was fucking huge for me, um, for the personal and public reasons. Um, and then and then he just didn't want to do it anymore, and he told me why, and it was it was fine. The reason why it was fine. It was like okay, I got it. But it, it's nothing. Um, you know, someone asked me the other day. They said. Someone text me who, who I don't have a, a great relationship with. I'd say maybe we're rekindling our relationship. Someone who, who has, a, has a beef with me. And they said, hey, what the fuck's up with you and Matt? Um, you don't like him? And the thing is, is like, it's not that I don't like him at all. At all. It's that it, 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 at worst, it, it, the most honest thing to say is I'm just being a baby, right? It's like. At that and, and people have said that in the comments. Oh, Sevon's just being a baby because Matt dumped him, and so that's why he likes Rich so much. I think that's a that that's a gross exaggeration, but the spirit of that is true. Like, if we were friends, and all of a sudden you won't be my friend, you, you um, I'm, I'm just uh, I'm a spoiled little brat, and I and I want my yeah. I, I love Froning. Don't get me wrong in the least. Don't get me wrong. That's what I'm saying. It's a gross exaggeration to say that I'm on the froning train just because um, Matt uh, Matt and I, our paths aren't crossing as frequently as or, or at all. But, but part of me is like throwing a temper tantrum. You know what I mean? Like I'm just being like, a, like, hey, why can't I? Why isn't Mal coming on the show? Why doesn't Matt come on the show? Why doesn't like, why, why the fuck is catching that? You know what I mean? I'm just being like, I mean, minutia, baby. And so you're picking up on that. Uh, Nate Dog, my perception is Matt views Sevon as toxic to his brand. Yeah, and and I can't like I'm not mad at anyone for that either. I'm not like, oh my god, I'm shocked that you think that. Like, like, like they we live in a world where they built a fucking bronze statue of George Floyd that's in fucking New York City sitting on a park bench. I'm I'm not surprised. I'm glad people don't like me. <laughs> I'm fucking. I hope all those people who think that that bronze statue is cool fucking hate me. I don't want. I don't want to be in a Venn diagram where my paths cross with theirs. Uh, Stefan, would you ever work for someone like Matt, or would you hire him? Uh, I don't know. I I can't. I can't. I don't know. Yeah, I am. A, I am unbothered. I'm. I'm unbothered. But I also do this show, and so it's fun. It's like the thing that happened with James Townsend. You like I I talked to James right after we t- we started texting right after the show. Like it's completely absurd that that guy from the comments here went over there and started that shit. It all it does is speak. And I'm sorry that James Townsend got drug into it, but all it does is speak volumes to that dude's character. And um, it's it's like uh. But but and then people are like, why don't you just call him or this and that? Because I'm Philip Kelly said it, I'm unbothered. Like the second I turn this fucking light off and I leave here, it's the 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 
the, I get to control all my interaction with you guys. And here I have to be on and I'm trying to create interaction. So you have to remember that there's that type of um, act going on that I'm doing that I'm trying to, I'm trying to share stuff with you guys to make it fun. Just like you guys in the comments, try to sh uh, sh share stuff uh, with me. Uh, Dave was on Jocko's podcast. It came out today. So I need to listen to that. And I need to, I want to listen to um, Brian friend on um, Brian friend was also on um, Sean and uh, Tommy's podcast. I want to listen to that, the Talking Late Fitness podcast. I wish those guys did video. I can't stand just audio podcasts. And if I do, it has to be just crazy fucking stimulating. I think uh, – I don't know anything about Jocko. Um, I did see the press release from CrossFit for taking them on and uh, as a sponsor, and it's fucking horrible. Whoever wrote it's a fucking – world-class moron and they think the crossfit community is fucking stupid too it says we're what, what the fuck does it say it is fucking crazy it's the retard hour i don't want to be a part of that no i i'm not being a part of the retard hour here we are uh where uh where is that someone sent it to me um uh let me see um I can't find it. Someone, where, where, oh, here it is. Oh, is this it? No, that's not it. I have too many fucking threads going. If someone's listening to this and they have my, my text information, uh, send it to me. Anyway, it said something crazy like, we're excited about the drink or something. It's, 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 that why are they sending stuff out to you that doesn't give you um, uh, information? I haven't listened to uh, Mayhem's podcast yet. I will, though, because it's on video. I'll put it on my TV and watch it. Um, I never stood the hype around Jocko. Uh, but all the rich sexuals just riding his dick. But all the rich sexuals? I don't know what that is. Uh, Clydesdale Media, yeah, podcast without video is a nothing burger. Yeah, it's it's um, uh, yeah, it's someone did send me something. They're like, look, a Matt's podcast has twice as many views as Rich's podcast. You have to also remember that uh, when Rich Rich's podcast will go on iTunes and Spotify, and it will fucking murder there. It will murder there. So, uh, yeah. Uh, great isn't how I describe the front end episode. Uh, we'll have to see how they progress. Yeah, it's, it's just the first one. It's just the first one. Uh, Dooley, uh, it was pretty good. Rich is so awkward when he promotes sponsors. Oh, perfect. That's what I want. I, he needs to be awkward somewhere. He's so fucking good at everything else. I love seeing him on podcast. Dude, if you want to see an amazing podcast, watch him on that Cameron Haynes podcast. He, he is fucking cool. God, I can't believe how much money I made today. I might go to the store and buy a fucking Topo, Topo Chico. Um, yeah, uh, Sean M., I prefer Mayhem's banter in the box while they're working out as opposed to them sitting around the table. Um, I just like all things rich, but the banter in the gym is dope. 
is dope. What um, I I, I was trolling him on his um, he's trying to troll them on their uh, Instagram account. I was very, I was very going back to James Townsend. I was very, I shouldn't say pleasantly surprised. I, I, I was very happy that he immediately was like, "Yeah, this is bullshit. I, I got no beef with you. We're we're cool. See you soon. Talk to you soon." I said, "Great, thank you." Like just like, like he knows. Like, I. I can't. I. I mean, I. I think it's clear as fuck that I respect the fuck out of James Townsend. On on a gazillion fucking levels, not not only just for the kind of the immaculate human being that he is, but that's probably forty nine percent. The other fifty one percent is what he does with his kids. I, I, I nothing's going to change my mind about that. I wanted to show you guys this video. I don't. I don't. I kind of don't. It's weird. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't hate Trump. I don't I, the things that used to bug me about him like when he was shooting those paper towel rolls like from from the th- like at three pointers when he was like I think Puerto Rico got slammed by a hurricane and you just show him and he's just like th- shooting three pointers into the crowd and kind of being like disrespectful I don't know for some reason I I I don't know what changed in me but I just I those things don't bug me anymore about him or like the weird handshaking or the bravado I'm more I would be more I'm more upset about him that he doesn't get in better shape Uh, Clydesdale Media, uh, James Townsend is one of the best humans I've ever met. Yeah, I, su- I suspect that about him. He kind of oozes that, right? Uh, these are I – don't, I don't even know what happened to this uh, T-shirt place. Let me, let me find out where you can get these wristbands. Where, where do you go? You go to Life is RX. Life, at, life as RX? Life as RX, is that? Oh, yeah, Life as RX. Let's go to their website. Um, you click on it. And um, here we go. Uh, new releases. Oh shit! They got pukey. Oh, okay. So they they. There's Adrian Bosman. Um, new releases, collections, men, collections. The Sevon Podcast. Here we go. There we go. And I think they have these wristbands there. That's where I got them. They are really fucking nice if you like wristbands. They're they're the they're the, the kind of like the craziest wristbands I've ever had. They're like they're so thick and and they're I don't know robust. Is that the word? Uh, that purple shirt is so nice. I get so many compliments on it when I wear it. Uh, gold with the purple. Uh, this shirt's nice if you're a girl. I know a lot of girls who wear this shirt, the tank top. Um, I like the green and black. They're they're all good. It's all I wear. This and the stuff from Vindicate. This is really nice. The the uh, women's uh, splash hoodie. It's really nice. All the splash women's splash hoodies are nice. Oh, is this, and this is the one I'm wearing. Oh, wait, which one am I wearing today? Someone was saying there should be a black on black. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, so life is RX to get the uh, wrist, wristbands. Oh, I have a pair. Yeah, and they'll keep you. I, I wear them because they keep me warm. 
It's, it's raining again in California. I don't, I don't even wear them for uh, what other people wear them for to keep sweat off my hands or whatever that shit is. Yeah, I'll take one of each. I bought one of each, and I had to pay fucking full price. I had to get all of them. Andrew, what's up? I got to call you. We haven't talked in forever. Well, it's been probably like five days since I talked to you on the phone. What'd you think? What'd you think of the interview? Did you like it? That was a crazy video you made the other day, by the way. I watched that yesterday. The one, uh, it's an excerpt. If you want to see a pretty crazy video, watch the one Andrew Hiller made on uh, if Greg's starting a new fitness company. Uh, tonight, Hiller Review, I probably should. The thing is, I have so many fucking crazy shows. I miss hanging out with Andrew. It's been a minute. I like the, um, I like the shows, uh, the State of the Union shows we do. Ooh, I got a, I got a, some crazy, scary stories to tell you guys. You know, CrossFit, I guess we talked about all the people they fired. Um, what, uh, so I don't have any more shows today. Uh, tomorrow, oh, tomorrow there's a team's power ranking show at 7 a.m. And then and then a show with uh, Taylor and JR in the evening. Uh, semifinals programming predictions. You know what's funny is these shows, I'm more excited to hang out with Taylor. I, I, I Actually, I'm not even excited about the show at all. I'm just excited to see Taylor and JR. That's the way I was about school too. Like I didn't want to, I loved going to school to see my friends. And then we have, and then I get to see Halpin on Friday night. Yeah. I, I, I'll bug Hiller and see when I can do, when Hiller and I can hang. I need to get Tyson Bajan back on too. I'm a little, I'm a little, <coughs> I'm a little weary about getting Tyson back on so quickly. Like to be honest, I can't tell if like he's just fucking ecstatic that he's going to Chicago, or he's like, these motherfuckers, I got to prove it again. You know what I mean? It, it, but, but, or maybe neither. Maybe he's just like, he's just in the present and he's just like, yes, this is God's plan. Like, I'm just, um, dude, someone sent me a trailer, Jake, um, of the, uh, of some Isle of Man shit. It was, it was crazy. Oh, it was Clive. It was Clive. Clive sent it from Ireland. It is crazy. Do you guys want to see that? It's so intense. It sucks because it's on Instagram. It's little. Uh, does the AsRx have a Sevon podcast discount code? No, they do not. Does Vindicate? They do not. That's a good thing. No, they do not. Fuck that. That discount would cut into my profits. Um. Uh, bring Hiller on with help and spice that show up a bit. Why? Do those two brawl? Those two brawl a little bit? Oh, a CEO shirt with a beaver. Wow. 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 A Mo, Mo Beaver. How about Mo Beaver? Mo Beaver. A Mo Beaver shirt. You like it? That's the best one. I just came out with that Mo Beaver. How did I come up with the best one? Mo Beaver. Uh, did you see the trans cyclist uh, winning the event? No, winning what event?
I wonder if I've met Trish before. What if I've met Trish before? Do you guys think I've met Trish before? You think it's someone who's just like circling in my ecosystem? Trish? I want a CEO baseball hat too. I want a visor. I like a visor. All right. Uh, thank you guys. Great show. Lucky to have Greg on. Uh, we're two hours and 20 minutes in. Love you guys. I will uh, see you guys uh, tomorrow morning for sure. And um, let me see what's going on tonight. Um, it would be fun to, uh, it would be fun to hang with uh, to Mr. Andrew. Uh, Shanna uh, Medeiros, have a great day. Uh, always great seeing you in the comments and bye-bye.